Welcome to the Boys High School Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the Red and Black League. Today we have an unbelievable show. We have the news, lots of good news too, uh, top 10s in AA and A. Shockaby head coach Calvin Simon will join the show, as will senior from Edina Trey Fetchko, and his little brother Marcus makes a cameo as well. We'll do games of the past, and we'll make some great pickums. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Good morning, gentlemen. I, I want to start I want to start off here, Tony, and I don't feel my pickums are as great as when I made them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. You do make a couple bad choices. Yeah, I don't feel great. What me too is I I don't know what he will have chosen. Yeah. Well, uh, we're not going to ruin the show at the start of the show with how the show ends, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Danny's not looking so hot right now. Yeah, unless unless we get some fun upsets, and I am back. Did we have some huge upsets this week? I think we did. Yeah, we did. This week is is some. There were some eye poppers. Yesterday was a definite um, bloody day. Yeah, Uh, not as bad as last Thursday. No, uh, but there was some carnage. There was some good stuff there. I saw I saw a lot of boys hockey this week. That would be news. Before we get into the news, I saw more boys hockey this week than any week of the year, I don't think. Other than the hockey Did for you life. go to like two games? Uh, three, I believe. Yeah, and you saw different teams too. Different teams, yeah. Which is fun. So um, I saw Jefferson Kennedy. Yep. I saw... Lakeville South. Lakeville South, South Shock. I saw St. Thomas... Maple Grove. Maple Grove. So yeah. There's three. And I went to Shattuck. So I, I have spanned the globe. Um, We're going to do a little bit of globe trotting next week. Um, Hopefully I will be. We'll see. I have a lot of work I got to get done. So, so. Uh, I'll say this again later, but I'll be at IRA on Friday and then at Fergus on Thursday is yeah. the plan right now. And I'm hoping to get to Rapids on Tuesday and Fergus on Thursday. We'll see. Yeah. I, I would say my Fergus <clears throat> decision is game time. And over GR is just too huge. Too huge. Too is nice. there any way I can convince you, Carl, to come on Friday? Probably not. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the Hermantown game. Oh, Probably uh, How about how could I convince you to come to GR on Tuesday to see Andover. That's, you're our seven double A correspondent, and you're not going to be there. That. What's yeah. that? You're more attracted by that. <clears throat> I'd, I'd be get, more tempted by that. You got free dinner. You you know you got free dinner at a Mexican place, at Arcana Ooh. Mexicana, or whatever the place is called. Yeah. I don't know the name of it, but I'm, I'll be eating there. <laughs> <laughs> Program plug right there. Yeah, we'll be eating there. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. people at GR love me. They'll be there for sure. Uh, All right, uh, let's get into some news. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. Roll it out. Roll it out. All right. Sure. So we're going to start our news in, let's talk about Wasika and Fairmont. <laughs> well, of course. Wouldn't yeah. that be games yeah. of the past? <laughs> I, I didn't note it in games of the past. There must be something interesting. 
there, there is. Well, the final score was 11 to 10. And according to our, our friend, Lee Patinkoff, you know, who has every score in his database going back to 1998. Yes. This is the first time in that time period that a team has scored double digits and lost. Yeah. Wow. Ever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. And, is well, this the first 11-10 I mean, game? All sorts of good, there's all sorts of stuff with this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is. Yeah. I mean, for a score where anyone with double digits has lost. So it has to be that. Yeah. But uh, so Wasika ran out to a five to one lead. <laughs> Fairmont then scored eight unanswered. Eight <laughs> unanswered? Eight unanswered. Did they leave their goalies in, on the bus? Seven. What's going on? <laughs> oh, this is, it gets yeah, better then, though. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. Six, nine, six, <clears throat> nine, seven, nine, eight. 9-9, and Fairmont wins at 11-10 in overtime. Nonetheless. Well, it took 44 seconds in overtime, but when you have 21 goals in the game. And and no goaltenders in the net. Of course, of course it's going to end early. Was there multiple goalies, Carl? Just <laughs> yeah, curious. Was there multiple goalies? Uh, well, Fika switched theirs out. Yeah. <laughs> Fairmont, ride yeah, or die. Fika made... made yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the collective save percentages in this game were, you know, about seven forty. Wow! <laughs> and uh, one one first goalie gave up three on nineteen, and the second one gave up eight on twenty-eight. Oof! <laughs> Oof! Oof! And Fairmont gave up ten on thirty-seven. So is this was there was there an unsportsmanlike yeah. in this one? Is this where we, we we learn about the MSHSL new rules? There were, yeah, and we as we learned something from this game too that uh, so the goal scorer uh, got a penalty at the same time that he scored, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct, and we've learned uh, this has currently been in place for a couple of weeks now, but the State High School League and the Referees Association is cracking down on celebrations in front of the opposing team's student section. So doing that now will get you a two-minute minor for unsportsmanlike conduct. You know what? There are some things that I – some rules that I hate, and there's some rules that I love. I like this one because I hate – I hate it when they even go to their own student section. But now at least we've cut out 50% of those stupid celebrations. I'm a huddle guy. You score, you go celebrate with the other four guys, not with your student section where you skate, you gallivant across the ice, dip your knee down, put your arm back, make a salute. <laughs> I Celebration should be short and sweet within a second of your goal and not a 11-second dramatic theme play. But then you know? we lose the Hanowski I don't salute. Care. I don't I don't care. I'd be fine without it. Sorry, I'm a grumpy old 54 year old man, but I'm just okay. Not the fun it. police, yeah, the, the fun, fun sponge police. over here. I didn't yeah. say you can't celebrate, but when you when you start to gallivant, that's when it like okay, move on. Let's drop the puck. <laughs> you ever watch like NFL yeah. games and it's like third that that's... fourth quarter down by 21? Woo! <laughs> the worst is when they like, the, the defense on a turnover, the, the eleven players run into the end zone and do this. Like I don't care. I just go off, get off the field, please. <laughs> You're wasting my time. Yeah, you know. So okay. I guess I, I'm in the camp of it's it's dumb and I don't like it, but I also don't think it should be enforced by the referees. I guess I'm a libertarian on this. 
Okay. I like that. Oh, Carl. I like that. I'm, I'm going to come back to you on being a libertarian later in the show. I guarantee it. Yay. <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, let's spin it up, Carl. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Carl, let's go. Let's go. Libertarian. Yeah. All let's right. go. <laughs> All right. What other news do we got? That's a good one. Uh, we got we got three commits, so good week for commitments. Um, one was a flip, TV. right? First is yeah. Oliver Moore. Ooh. Yep. We'll start with Oliver Moore, formerly of Tokino Grace, uh, early departure for the National Development Program, is going to Minnesota. Which is a, you know... Second. I'm like, wait, hang on, don't... don't no, 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 no. <laughs> this is a major get. So he could have committed on August 1st, like, like Zam and... Um, Ty Hansen and all these guys. He could have committed that day, mm-hmm. and normally you do. But the fact that it waited until February is is news in itself, right? Like, why did it take so long? And well, the news that comes out from Mel Pearson at Michigan, because it was always thought he was either going to Michigan, Notre Dame, or Minnesota. Sure. Uh, the Blue Bloods, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know what happened in Notre Dame. He probably saw that they only score one goal or two goals a game. And was, <laughs> eh, that's not good for my development. So then it was probably Michigan <laughs> or Minnesota. He sees all these Michigan guys doing well. With strong yeah. Picks, right? <clears throat> but Mel Pearson is cheating, basically. You know, he, he got busted cheating on the NCAA last year. Yeah, that just came out. And then he's pulling his team off the ice on a 1-1 game with Michigan Tech. Yeah. He pulls out of a game with Northern Michigan. I mean, the talk about Wolves. Yeah, literally the wolves yeah. are coming from Mel, and Mel will be gone at the end of this year. Oh. So I think that's part of the reason it took Oliver so long to make his decision. I have good sources, good information, that Oliver made four visits to the University of Minnesota. He lives in Michigan. He made four visits since whatever and finally made his commit to the Gophers uh, this week, which is big news, really I, big news. I have it on good authority yeah. that um, – my girlfriend um, was overserved at the tournament and sat right next to Mel Pearson. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we have some good pictures of this, and it is hilarious. Oh, that was she doesn't time. like it, but uh, she doesn't like oh, the, the pictures. pictures. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think uh, my favorite part of that was when she, you know, completely ate it and planted in the street. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. She fell? <laughs> yeah. She wow. fell. No wonder you guys are such lovers. <laughs> My goodness, you're the king of falling. Daddy's relationships are built on profound respect and love. Yes, <laughs> and falling. She'll never listen to this show, so no, it don't doesn't worry. matter. Um, one other note, I think, and, and not that not that we there's like uh, four star rankings, five star rankings for for high school hockey, but if there were, this would be the number one recruit in the country is going to the Gophers. So yeah, that's that's newsworthy. Yeah, it, which is good for the Gophers. Yeah, I mean the the kids that they're landing, the, the the quality is even high. We we do when we met with Trey Fetchko and we talked about his commitment. He even acknowledged that the Gophers have really started to up their game and the talent and yeah level. So. It, and it's it's cool to see yeah, they're, you they're know, tired the, of being little brother exactly yes. that they're getting the good Minnesota kids right, and we're seeing that right now. And I I still think that North Dakota and UMD and St. Cloud are. Yeah. players and oh, we yeah. always talk about those schools no one talks about Mankato I, nobody and they're number two or number one every year I um I saw well, they're uh, only doing it with a handful of Minnesotans what's that, that who they're only doing it with a handful of Minnesotans though who oh Most correct but I'm just saying I'm <laughs> saying Mankato yeah, yeah we actually looked it up this week they have nine yeah. Minnesotans on their team whereas uh but, Minnesota Duluth has like 13. 
I, I saw a Bulldog assistant coach at one of the games I was at this week. Krause. Yeah. You would know if he was yeah. Derek Plant. You know Derek Plant. Yeah, I know. I, I, so I, I introduced yeah. myself to Krause. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. What else we got in the SC, uh, in the commitments? <laughs> We've got uh, Brett Oberly, formerly of Phil Murray, bidding to Air Force, which is, as Tony alluded, a, a flip. Yep. From UMD. They probably didn't have room for him, but that's to me. I think people go, "Oh, that's not a good, a good, you know, move." So not a lateral move. I think it's as good a move or better because uh, what you get out of being an Air Force—it's a good life decision. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if you listen to the Mark Manny yeah. pod, it was a great life decision. Look at his life. I mean, he's yeah. doing everything he wanted to as a result of that decision. Yeah. He, and he's doing just fine. So is Brett yeah. Oberly going to be flying Air Force One? I don't know. I don't know. And then come back to coach. I want to ask him those questions. Yes. <laughs> All right. And the last one, this is a Wyzetta kid, right? Yep. Yeah. Carson Peters, Wyzetta defenseman, is going to go to St. Thomas. That's a good get for them, too. It and is again, a really good get. One of these kids yeah. that just keeps getting better and better with, with the age. It, you know? And for St. Thomas, you're getting a Minnesotan which yep. is a positive. You're yep. getting a really – you're dipping into a program that you need to be. Yep. It, it, it's all pluses across that the board. That Carson checks all the boxes yeah. for St. Thomas. Yeah. I agree. It, it was like um, when um, – what's his name from Maple Grove um, uh, committed to the U? He's no longer at the U. Oh, um, yeah. Sam. Oh, the, um, the one who you said was going to Augsburg. Yeah. 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 Sam Sam Hoff. Sam Hoff. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he checked the boxes for the U because they really they needed a, a Sam Hoff. Yeah, they did. They did, but that didn't work out. Yeah. All right. Uh, what other news you got? I I, I cheated on you, like uh, SEC. We're going to talk a little SEC today. I know you're you're just. We are going to talk about the SEC, and I want to know which game Danny's going to on SEC Saturday. SEC of the week. Uh, well, I, I don't know where I'm going on Saturday yet, so maybe I am going to Ooh. an SEC game. So so if you've been looking at SEC team schedules, you may have noticed that members of that conference only had 24 games listed, and you're like, well, or, why is that? Or if they do, it says TBD on their schedule, actually. Right, yeah. It's yeah. like, what's going on? Why is, there, why is there this open date on Saturday in Ribbon East? And it turns out that the teams, for the first time ever this year, were divided into two divisions. And then on this Saturday, which is the final day of the SEC season, uh, the number one team in one division will be playing the number one team in the other one, the two will be playing the two, and so on down into the toilet bowl. So uh, we will have some sort of SEC championship game on Saturday night. And we will uh, have some Georgia sort of – Alabama. We'll have a loser of the SEC, apparently two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is It'll weird. It'll be a first loser. What do you mean? Yeah, and so because like you're, one is playing two, three, four, yeah, yeah. and then whoever is in the, let's call it the 12, 11, 12, we will know oh, who is the worst gonna team. Make, that will make our show next week. Yeah. like I, I mean, yep. I care about the one versus one, but I want to know the seven versus seven or six yeah. versus six. Who lost that game? Yeah. Congratulations, Irondale. Welcome to the stage. If You've it, lost the sixth-place toilet pool game of the SEC. I have um, an Iron Bowl, Roseville, Moundsview. I have their jerseys. Irondale used to do an Iron Bowl. Oh, that's I, Alabama. I have. <laughs> you got me. Can, somebody mentioned <laughs> SEC. Somebody mentioned Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I have Iron Bowl jersey. I have an Iron Dale jersey. So I will rep. Hopefully, hopefully you rep. 
the oh, loser, loser. Will, will be hanging <laughs> next Sunday. That would be good. That would be good. Well, okay. that that do it doesn't yeah, so, for anyways. News. It's like yeah, I was just gonna say it's likely that it's gonna be a Cretan White Bear game. Okay, one three v one because Stillwater and Cretan are in the same division. Okay, okay, okay. I think I could stomach that. Okay, I'm not sure I would go to that. I would be under yeah. the I'm not going to games, but. <laughs> I want to go to the 12 versus Actually, 11 gone, 12. I'm gone next weekend. I won't even be in Minneapolis on Saturday. So, Okay, well, that's news Ooh, to everybody on this be. podcast. I'm, gonna, I'm going to see my son at Iowa State for a hoops game. So, Oh, fun. I don't mind. Let's say they're playing Texas. I don't even know who they're playing. Mm, that's good. Does it matter? They're not no. playing Kansas. Does it matter? No. The quality time with Jake yeah. does. Yes. Yes, it will. Oh, Should be fun. All right, are we ready for top tens? Yeah. Let's Who do you it. want to start with? TCR. The Tradition Company top ten rankings. Um, well, do you want to start A or double A? Let's go double A. Okay. Double A. Here we go. Number one. Shakier than ever before, but number one is still Cretan. Why were they shaky? I don't even know. Uh, we'll get to that. I'll just can we leave that score for later, Carl? I'm trying to think through. Don't sure. don't think about it. I'm I'll going tell back you. In about my it. brain. Sorry, he's going to be struggling. Number right. two, Benilde. They had they had fun putting up touchdowns and field goals on conference opponents this past week. Um, How bad was it with Kennedy yesterday? Thirteen. Thirteen. Maybe. Saw, last there, I saw was five. Kids were thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's over five. They hit yeah. the running time mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem with high school hockey. They can't start the clock till the third period. <laughs> I double, don't double like that. Time. Well, because I do it in my youth tournaments. I'll never forget, speaking of Burnsville behind you, Squirtacular, like seven or eight years ago, someone put Burnsville into running. Fitting, they're seniors right now. They got put into running time <laughs> in the first period, and they haven't been back since. Eight years ago, the class that are seniors right now got running timed, and the coach came running into the office. How come you turned the clock off? And I'm like, because uh, we're trying to show you some mercy here. You know? <laughs> and the Blaze have You're not been back. <laughs> but actually, no, they came back this year. They're Apple Valley Bur- as Apple Valley Burnsville, and they finished second in one of the brackets. Oh. So they're a fantastic group. So after uh, six years, they forgave you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, these guys tied Farmington this week. Burnsville did. Farmington had a good week this week. Yeah, so they got off the. Uh, How is that a good week when you tie the defeated? There was another result. I know, we'll I know, but I'm just saying this. Number three. Number three. Number three is Andover. I think they're worthy of number two. Just having seen them yesterday. No, I'm looking for my last mm-hmm. week's rankings. Yeah. Dang it. Go. They were five last week. Okay. Okay. The, it's the Rogers loss. Let's still keep them there. Yep. All right. Right. Four. Num- number four, Hill Murray. Good. Okay. All right. Number four. Dropped a spot. Well, I know your Wyzettas took a took a major bruise. So they got that fruit's got bruises on it. They're hurting me. So yeah. Maple Grove did absolutely nothing this week, and you're going to move them up, aren't you? No. No, no. I I have I mean, Rosso didn't do anything either. Okay, I have a theory on Maple Grove that I will get to on later in the we're, scores. Okay, we're on the Maple Maple Grove. We will await this theory. Maple Grove went to five. 
Maple Grove is yeah. five. That, so they were not top ten, and they really haven't done anything to get. No. I suppose they, they beat Rapids, though. And they, they slaughtered Rapids. Rapids. They slaughtered Hermantown. Yeah, I suppose. Killed Fine. them. That oh. is some Cub Foods fruit right yeah, there. That is some, yeah, yeah. Sketch. Sketch, yeah. All of the teams this year are, are from Cub Foods. Yes, agreed. <laughs> agreed. This is not Farmer's Market. Yeah. No, no, yeah, there's no, not. there's no Lunds here. Nope. <laughs> no, uh, Kowalski's is no, non-existent. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's sixth, then? Sixth, Rozo. I think they should be five. Kind of in a holding pattern. Okay. They've got Centennial this week, which will be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think they beat Centennial. I do too. Uh, seven? Number seven, Moorhead. Two. Keeps <sighs> pushing. Keep, keep pushing. They're, they're on a roll. They, they, they beat Rodgers. Yeah, they beat Rodgers. I watched part of that yesterday, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I think actually they might. Yeah, well, they're in a perfect spot. Oh, in would Edina slide up now? Yeah, yeah. Edina's got to move up because you just they, love Edina. Yeah. Who's eight? Eight's Lakeville South. Lakeville oh, South. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, I I do too. And now Edina probably stays at nine with their split, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then and then Rogers. No. No. No, no they lost no. some more. St. Thomas, Duluth East. <laughs> St. Thomas. <laughs> How about Minneapolis? Let's put Minneapolis in there. It's Minneapolis right? there. Yeah. Southwest. <laughs> Are you thinking about Eastview again? Blaine? God, they were bad too. <laughs> oh yeah, they oh, were real bad. Yeah. Man. Blaine okay. Is gone. Who, is, who is ten? Rosemount? Uh, no. Grand Rapids. After the White Dutta win. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm definitely okay with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another team that will has a chance to prove a lot in the last week or, week or two here with the Andover game. They've got St. Thomas. They've got Town coming up. So it's all right there in front of Grand Rapids. They could finish very high in the rankings. Could Grand Rapids snag the? Yeah, they can win to get the one seed if they beat Andover this week. Uh, I QRF. I don't think so. Oh, QRF that's right. The, the deficit is big. It's a big deficit. I don't think they can do it. How crazy is that? Yeah. No section meeting. QRF is dumb. No section meeting, and you're out. You're two. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, last change if it's going to be a. It mattered last year more than anything, yeah. and yeah. it, it right. turned out to not matter. Right. <laughs> because you know, Andover went up to IRA and won. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's still one of the biggest surprises. Not wasn't a shocking upset, but that was one of the bigger surprises of the mm-hmm. section finals last year. I think we'll talk about this on our section yeah. show in two weeks yeah. uh, about like surprises. Mm-hmm. Like, what would we be surprised if we saw? Yeah, and that was a definite surprise. I think there's going to be surprises in seven AA. I really do. Yeah, there's going to be. Yeah. Uh, Even in day one, I think they're going to be some surprises. Something that we should have plugged in the news and nuggets next week is our Mr. Hockey show. Yep. So just tune Uh, in next week for that. Wish me luck on that one. It's going to be a bloodbath (laughs) this year. Not good. Not good. All right. Class A gets a little sticky this week. Uh, Top three stay the same, right? Here it does. Yep. One Hermantown, two Warroad, three Matamidi, and look. We'll just talk about Matamidi for a moment. Uh, I think they really reasserted themselves at three after 
Yeah. Go beat Eden Prairie. I was there. Yeah. Eden Prairie. Did what else did yeah. they do? They lost. Did they lose to somebody? They lost to STMA. Yeah. Three to two, right? Yeah. 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 Which but tells me that do. their yeah. defense isn't as tight if they're letting STMA score three so, times. So Dardis has a two point three five. I think the last time I looked, or somewhere close to that. Okay, that's pretty high. That's pretty high, but his save percentage is still like nine thirty something, oh. like nine mid nine thirties. And so he's let in forty four. Well, you're seeing 40, 50 shots a game. Yeah, his shots per game is really high yeah. right now, which also tells me. That their shot co- shot counter counter is from Little Falls. Yeah, so I he I was born in Little Falls. If you look back, no, it would be born in Little Falls. For sure. I have a now working theory that if there's over seventy shots in a game, you did not count shots. Correct. Right. It, it, it's just it's impossible to actually have that it's many 70 shots. Seventy total. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It, it just does not work. Yeah. No, Probably and there was 90 in that Little Falls game. Yeah. 90 in Little so Falls, it's Cambridge. a shot, more than a shot a minute, yeah. almost two shots a minute type of number. That'd be a shot and a half. Yeah. 90 would be like shot, shot and a half. half. But that's too many shots for that, and so I, I, I just can't believe four it. Four on four, maybe, but not five on five. I, too many shots, you're drunk, drunk on the floor. So, so um, we're still on number three. But I actually thought that Matamidi <laughs> had a much better week than Warroad. Oh, Warroad's got some scabs. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in yeah. games of the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not close, but yeah, yeah. I, like, no I, I don't know if you have this, Danny. Yeah. While we're doing this, could you go in and get? I know. I think Eastside played Grand Fork Central. I'd like to get the results sure. of that game. I think it's an important sure. Sure. predictor of of uh, East Grand Forks. And we, and we, we've kind of left them for dead now that they're out of the top 10, but I kind of would like to see how they did against those guys. Those are the top Who's 10. number yeah. the four? Top 25. I'm kidding. Who's number four? Number four, four is Delano. All right. Let me check my, my handy-dandy Class A ranking guy. And number four. How many pages was it? Well, they, well yeah, but they beat Mound. They beat Armstrong. Okay, fine. All right. Shrug, yeah. Shrug, but not number five. Yeah. yeah, five. Five is Alexandria, who had a good week. They beat Little Falls and someone's top ten, Duluth Denfeld, six four. So, not bad. Yeah, not bad. So we got Alex, and I think that's a. I think that's dead on. Um, I East, think this is where we get a little bit. What, War, War Road played. Well, Central. they played Central. I knew one of those two teams played them. It, yeah. It's five to two. Who won? War Road. War Road won that game. Okay, five All to right. two. All Sorry. right, that's a good win because Grand Forks Central is like a double A high school team here, okay. the equivalent of one. So okay. that's a good win. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Sorry about that. All right, and it's six. number six is Detroit Lakes. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I need to get my bag of sand out right now. Hang on. <laughs> Time out for bags of sand. Time out for the bag of sand. <laughs> this week's bag of, sand. bag of sand. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a sandy team, and we'll find out this week. They got a good schedule this week. Yeah, they got Little Falls this week. Um, but, again, pr- there's a lot of Class A teams, and we struggled uh, with ranking some of these. They just don't have quality. Mm-hmm. No. No quality. No quality yet. So, but a good record, and they'll, we'll yeah, find out a little bit about them seven. this week. They, they play a little false this week, so that'll be good. All right, seven. The Northfield. 
So this is a good one. I think they're where they are. I think actually yeah. they're a little bit higher. I think we might have mentioned in the last week or two shows that I think this could be a Friday uh, afternoon team. I, I agree with that. I really do. Um, I, I thought that before the season, um, and I, I think I still think that yep. to be the case. Yep. All right, eight. Yep. They'll, they'll be a good Saturday morning team. <laughs> yeah. Um, eight. Minneapolis. Uh, I like that. Hang on. We are lower odd than some other people, if only because of effect loss. So Tony's still running. Yeah. It, the thing about Minneapolis is they were off to a great start, and they were beating and winning the close games. It has cotton up to them. Cotton. That's a new word. Cotton. Is it spelled C-O-T-T-O-N or C-A-U-G-H-T-E-N? That's interesting. That's weird. Cotton. This was an wow, interesting cotton. thing that you said. All right. Just want to know. It's weird. Cotton. Weird score. Stop, stop. <laughs> um, yeah, but... So, uh, Tony, you probably didn't hear this. We, we need to, during, when we get into games of past, we need to take a shot every time Danny says a score was weird or interesting. <laughs> very disappointed and in myself. how many times, yeah, we would be wasted. And then how many times uh, when we mm-hmm. talk about an irrelevant team, Carl does this. Spinny, 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 spinny. spinny let's spinny, go, spinny. let's go. This is so beneath me. Yeah, I can't care. handle no this game. So beneath me. Is <laughs> this single-A hockey or Do they play of? Duluth East? <laughs> Sorry, Lovey, would you get me the, the thing is, champagne? It's like, it's like reading the score is one thing, but Danny then pauses and then invites us to you know share this brilliant insights on you know a game between Hutchinson and... Southwest Christian. Here Hutchinson tied or somebody else yesterday. Can interesting. I, can I? It's, interesting. It was very interesting. Okay? Interesting. It, it told me a lot. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. Who's number nine? Number nine is Fergus Falls. Kind of making a home for themselves here. A little otter den. Yeah. <laughs> a little otter den. <laughs> You're going to the Otter Den this week. Yeah, the Otter Den. You were locked in at the Otter Den. I, I'm interested. I like that. All right. And then 10 took us probably 40 oh. minutes of prep. One team, 40 minutes. Literally, we looked at, we exhausted the Hockey Hub. Let's go through the Page teams. on the Hockey Hub were high. Let's put it that way. The teams that did not make oh, the top 10. <laughs> yeah. Greenway like did not make it. Greenway. We looked at Denfeld. We looked at Stimley. We looked Chicago. At, uh, East Grand. I looked at Beef River. You know, it was just Ch- down the list. Chicago Lakes. Chicago. Chicago. And who did we who did we land Chicago. on? Who did we land on? We landed on Providence. Thank you very much, Class A rankings guy. We used you on that one. Uh, <laughs> he has a really good explanation. What was there? What, what I keep coming back to, the reason I voted for them as 10, is their record. They're 17-4-1. I know they mm-hmm. don't have any quality wins. <laughs> Cupcakes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's decent. Okay. And look at their schedule this week. Wow. They play former state tournament entrance Breck and Rochester Lourdes this week. Oh, yay. Hey, yay it's, is those right. Those are great games in 2013. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oof. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. Um, well, that's about all we have for the TCRs this week. Um, yeah. Tony, do you want to take away the interview with Shockby head coach Kelvin Simon? Thank you, Danny. We're joined in studio, Calvin Simon, head coach at Shopee. How are you doing, Kel- Kelvin? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Tony. It's been a long day for you. 
Yeah. You yeah. had chased your little guy around for four or five hours and then chased around your hockey team for several hours over at Hockey today. Yeah. Yeah. Things I, I, both things I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> you had uh, some extracurriculars today. Uh, the last four minutes of the game was quite interesting. We'll just call it that. Let's stay uh, politically correct here uh, and keep the show uh, PG-13. But a big improvement. Your team has steadily improved throughout the season. You lost to South eight to one on your home ice and came back, and you got a little building block here—a seven to four loss to uh, Lakeville South. What did you say to your team after the game? Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a really competitive game. Lakeville South obviously is a, a powerhouse you know, over the last couple of years, and again this year, um, you know, we talked about uh, incremental growth and improvement, and we live in a world where everybody wants everything to be so instant. So, of course, we wanted to win. We we set out to win, uh, but we talked about uh, you know some of our core values and, and respect and class, and you know, being uh, having those things be important when we don't get the result we wanted. So. Um, I think it was a, a step in the right direction for us. And they are the uh, the high watermark in the South Suburban Conference. So, like, you know when you go into that building, when they come to see you, you are playing number one and by far number one this year in in the state in your that's in your conference. So you know, all right, well, you know, if we can be two goals, we're, we're nowhere close. We're, you know, not seven goals. You know, you definitely left with a, I hate to use the word moral victory, but there is something to build on going to practice on Monday. No question. Our guys, uh, we, we talk about being competitive, being tough to play against. Uh, we don't quit. Uh, that's what I love the most about them. You know, the, the game got away from us uh, midway through the second into the third, and um, they easily could have just, you know, stopped playing or stopped trying, and uh, they didn't. So that's that's huge for us. In your defense, when I watched your team, it's the first time I saw you play today, you guys are not very heavy. Uh, it's a very light team, and Lakeville South is very heavy. They're so it's heavy very team. difficult mm -hmm. to gain the center of the ice. It seemed like your team really played on the perimeter a lot today. And as your program grows, you'll become heavier and heavier. You know, it's it's like your football guy. It's kind of like you had 220-pound offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. That's what you look like today. No question. And we're young, obviously. You know, I think that's no secret. And um, in this league, you, you got to have juniors and seniors and, and veteran guys that know what it takes. And, you know, when we made mistakes, they capitalized. Oh, did they and, ever? Quickly. And, yep. And when they made mistakes, you know, we uh, we didn't we didn't capitalize as much as they did. So that's that's the difference. And everybody makes mistakes, but um, you know, ours really cost us. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Calvin. If anybody wants to learn more about Calvin, you could look on our um, podcast network and find an, an interview that you and I did. I probably think during COVID. Yep. Yeah. It was uh, like one probably an hour first. hour yeah. or so in. I knew that I wanted to get dig deeper with Calvin because I knew he had a great story and I had no idea like half the stuff I mean mm -hmm. I just knew I knew I was interested in you and <laughs> wanted to know more about you and and it was a fun podcast and if you want to learn more we're going to do a little mini bio here today we're going to cut out some of the stuff just the long the length of it down um, but I think one of the coolest things is you're a shock guy it's like you're one of us kind of guy, right? Yep. <laughs> you grew up there, you played there, um, and walk through your hockey playing background. Because I'm gonna get to football faster, and so then because once we get to football, then we come back. How you got back to hockey? Yeah. How did you start out 
playing hockey. How'd you get into it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you got a hockey family, that's don't you? That's a great question. I do. Yeah. I had two older brothers that both played varsity hockey. Uh, my brother, Justin, uh, was, you know, the MVP of the team when he, when he played uh, okay. as a senior and I was an impact player. And that was kind of the start of the program in the, in the, in the growth of it. Um, but our dad played too. My stepdad played. Um, he played on the first high school team in town. So <laughs> really, yeah. Shakopee too. Yep, yep, exactly. Wow, so, you're like a legacy. Yeah, uh, big big skates <laughs> yeah. to fill. Yeah, yeah. big skates yes. to fill. You're a question. legacy. And then you had a nephew, Will O'Neill, yep. right, who plays in the program. I mean, this is like if there was like if you know you bleed. Shock be saber hockey. No question. Yeah, Will's Will's a stud. His little brother Trey, who's uh, still playing choice at Made, but he'll be back as well. And he's got a birthday coming up, so shout out to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you played hockey. You played in the state tournament, the lone trip, right? The lone yes, banner sir. that's hanging in your arena is reflective of you. Talk about that experience making it to state. I think that's a cool story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we uh we had a great group. You know, we had Grown up watching the team come close and fail and come close and fail. Um, and we had uh, thought they were going to make it. I remember one one year watching, uh, they were in the section final game. I can't remember the opponent. Uh, and TJ Phillips, it's maybe a name you guys don't remember, but he was a Shockby <laughs> uh, legend. And he had scored a hat trick in the quarterfinals. He had scored a hat trick in the semifinals. He was by far the best player on our team and most nights the best player on the ice. And he had scored two goals. And <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's just like wild. He, he ends up getting stepped on by uh, one of his own teammates. Oh. Um, and then obviously the morale went down. And that was the year. Like that was when we were going to win it. You yeah, know? Yeah, I remember yeah. being yeah. a kid in the stands. Like we're going to state. Like I'm not just going to watch other teams. I'm sure. Watch, yeah. Watch him and watch those guys. Uh, and they end up losing that game and, and don't go. And um, then sophomore year when I got to high school, we were in the section championship and we lost. So we got kind of that taste of this is what this is like. And if we get back here, let's try and find a way. Um, then it was my, my junior year, um, and we had a really good senior class. And, and what I mean by that is guys that bought into their roles, you know, and that's I think that's such a big ingredient with successful teams. Right. Yeah. Who was Role the coach? Players. Who was the coach? Ed Loisel. Yeah, Ed Loisel. Uh, okay. He, he, he transformed our program big time and was old school, hard nose. You know, <laughs> he, he got the most out of players, and he pushed us really hard. Um, you know, you can't usually coach the way that he coached now. It's, <laughs> uh, coach from the same cloth, and Colla- you collaborate now. Yes. Don't you? you gotta collaborate, <laughs> get buy-in from everybody, yeah. right? Oh exactly. my gosh, that stuff makes me want to barf sometimes. <laughs> All right, so you played hockey, um, and I think this is going to help tell everybody your story the best. Your transformation from, and you're obviously a football player. Did you play other sports besides those two? I played baseball up until eighth grade and wanted to spend more time playing hockey. And then senior year, when I was done with hockey, I, I took up track to keep myself out of sure. trouble and to stay right. busy and to hang out right. with some friends. And um, Track is a good sport that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah. funny. And I found out I, I could do it. Like, I, I went to state <laughs> in the one and the two. And we really? Some records. And, oh, yeah, wow. I, and I was very raw. Had I, like done it you know throughout my life i probably p- could have been That's pretty impressive. good so. did you kick yourself about that i still do yeah okay do. the two was my race the one was i was just good enough i guess if you will uh, sure and i d- get, didn't have gr- a great jump off the off the gate but the two i could run the turn and i could how uh, tall are you six two that's not sprinter height is it the, actually sprinters are taller are they yeah 
Especially two and four. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're four, for longer, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think of one and two is not at that. But. Once, uh, Bolt is an exception at being how tall he yeah, is. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. But, yeah, the twos and the fours are taller. All right, yeah. so it's your senior year. I, I, I vaguely remember how this ends up. But how did you transform yourself from – you said I did – I quit baseball because of hockey. You didn't mm-hmm. quit baseball because of football. Yeah. But you ended up being a college football player. How did you choose that path, the path to football versus the path to hockey? Yeah, after I, high school, well, I, I've always loved hockey my whole life. I um, loved football too. I enjoyed it. It just, you know, I I wanted to be the quarterback like every other kid, and there's, <laughs> there's only one of those, right? right? And I found in hockey you can be the quarterback when you have the puck, and so I really started to gravitate towards that game. But when it came time for you know opportunities after high school um I, I didn't fully understand and appreciate the junior process it was a little different then than it is now and I, I saw myself I have to go live in a billet so I'm gonna live in somebody's basement and I'm yep. ready for a little bit more independence and um they're they're definitely gonna make me fight I just know it and I was more yeah, of a playmaker and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those things weren't appealing to me um and you know it was it's the game's you know growing in the diversity now but you know, it was – you knew when I was in the rink, if you will, and, and when I played football, it was, you know, I blended in a little bit more. So when I went on my visits uh, to the schools for football, I, I remember thinking, like, I can learn a lot from these people and I can really grow with some of the guys I was seeing in the locker room and on campus. And you, you're, you're, you went past – you you went past the uh, – where we got to go back. Sure. Now. And this is the part – this is a true story, and you can vouch for me on this. Uh, you When I first met you or first got to know who you were, your hair was – way shorter yep and your skin is fairly light skinned yep i didn't know if you were african-american because it didn't matter and i went years with knowing you and not knowing this is this true that is true so <laughs> during our podcast i'm like tony is colorblind <laughs> i go are you african-american i felt yep. squeamish asking you like, yeah i am like oh, all right good i thought yep. maybe but didn't matter right yep. uh so good with kids and fun to be around um and you coached the bantams with with baki and yep. it was just you had a great vibe right so um as an african-american we even talked about it a little bit more in length at the, the podcast you probably had some probably some race some racism and your coach i think it was loisella was yep. taught yep. you how to deal with it and i'm not sure if that would be how you might counsel a kid today maybe you would but walk through what he would do when you would encounter that during a game yeah yeah and there were a lot of people in my because once we talk about that then getting to choosing football makes a lot more sense sure that makes yeah yeah he you know there were a lot of people that that were there for me and a mentor but he was instrumental because again i wanted to be a great hockey player and he you know treated me and the rest of of the guys who poured in all their energy like like a son in a way um, but I remember after an occasion where a player had, you know, used a slur and, and called me a name or two, uh, being really emotional and upset and letting it bother me and offend me. And, and I'm on the bench and face full of tears and whatnot. And he's he's now enraged. And he, you know, the player in him is probably coming out and he wants to go on the ice and take yeah. care of it himself. And so he just, he looked at me and he said, you know why they do that, right? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm all, <laughs> no, why do they keep doing that? And he's like, it's because you're good. So they're, they're afraid of you. They've never seen anything like this. And, you, and, and you know, you're, you're intimidating them in a way. And so then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so, okay. Well, then I, oh, yeah, okay. So then the next time this happens, and I remember in the moment I still was a little emotional, but then the next time something like that happened, I remember looking at the player smiling 
and then saying, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do you want to touch me? And they, were, they looked at me like, and probably said something else, but we're just like, what is wrong? Why can't I offend this guy? And it almost <laughs> liberated me from like an, being offended by it. Like, oh, you're just afraid of me. That's okay. Like, I, I'm just here to play hockey like you. And it was a really empowered. Yeah, you disarmed him, right? That's good. That's good. It's such a that that story. I love that story because when I heard it the first time, it was just like that is cool. That is really. It's cool. such a good coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that knew how, how to, to push uh, the button and, and how to get to his player yep. too. And I just think that that a good coach knows how to do that. I agree with that. Yeah. So again, now you're playing a the the sport you love. Of, is this hockey one with lots of white guys. And I think you had touched on this in the pod. I want to make sure you, you you tell it better than I do. You wanted to get a little bit more in touch athletically, spiritually, emotionally with other African-American people to learn more about that side of your culture. No question. And that was part of the reason it attracted you to football because, again, football is going to have more a greater ratio than yep. hockey. Yep, and that's no secret, of course. Yeah, and that was that was really alluring to me, you know, growing up in Shakopee. Uh, you know, my mom is white. Uh, you know, my siblings that I grew up with were, were white. All uh, your cousins, yeah, everybody, right? Everyone I was around. Except I, I, your dad, right? <laughs> my, my dad and I have a sister. We just didn't grow up in the same yeah. house. Uh, we, we, looked, we looked pretty uh, similar, and so – you know, I, I, I craved that. I craved, you know, just kind of being in, and, and in the suburbs, you know, going to uh, Concordia and St. Paul, it was like, and now I'm in a big city too. And, yep. and um, those experiences were, I, they, I just felt like they were calling me and I, I have no regrets about it. A part of me, you know, wishes that I, I could have played hockey and been an NHL player like every kid dreams of, Yeah. Um, but I have no regrets. And it was, it was all really good for me and my maturation. Yeah. So tell us about what was your football like? I don't, I don't remember. I know I asked, but t- what was the football like at Concordia for you and the experience, and how did you guys do and stuff like that? Sure, we we were okay. We got we got better as things went on. My senior year, we made it to a bowl game. We were a Division two program or are a Division two program, yeah. so you play the the Mankatos and Duluths and St. Clouds and and whatnot. But um, yeah, we we you know struggled in in the my, my younger years uh, to be a winner consistently. Uh, but we were competitive. We were a throw the ball around, and you got to run you know, to win typically. Yeah. Uh, but what was what was most important to me is I just I met a band of brothers, you know, and I I, I met some of my best buddies, uh, some of the best men in my wedding and groomsmen. I met my wife there, um, and that was you know probably the, the highlight of the experience. And football was was a piece of it. Yeah. Um, what position do you play? You said you want to be quarterback. I doubt you're the quarterback. No, wide receiver. Oh, wide receiver. Yeah. You look more like a strong safety. Yeah. I yeah. got to admit, you look more like a strong safety. Was yeah. it different to bulk up for football then? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I was I, – I played hockey in high school at, you know, 205, so I was already sure. pretty big. And, and, you know, in college I, I played at, at 210, 215. Okay. So I didn't have too much to go in that. Matter of fact, I was – I was the opposite where I, I'd tell the strength coach, like, if you have me lift all that weight, I'm going to be 230 pounds, and they're going to make me block guys and not run yeah. anymore. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. you got to get stronger. You know? <laughs> That's my job. Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Show yeah. me one cornerback I can't block. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, funny. so before we move on out of your bio, I love this part of your story. Um, 
you, this, you said you met your wife there. We got to we got to drag her into this. She's obviously a better coach than you because she's a college coach mm-hmm. at, at Concordia Sounds now, right. and a way better athlete, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, she won a national championship, and I think she was an All American too, right? Yep. And yeah. Were you an All American? I was not. Okay, I, did, I didn't okay. think so. Well, so, all right, we'll check. talk a little yep. bit about your wife and what she's doing now, besides taking care of your son yep. while you're <laughs> off gallivanting at the podcast world. Of course, yeah. No, she's she's amazing. She's by far the best. coach coach in the house um she uh a better athlete she was an all-american she's a two-time national champion <laughs> oh uh, two-time tony yeah, oh, yeah, sorry yeah, sorry about that detail time and 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 she's uh you know like I what's said, her name uh, whitney murado yeah That's whitney murado simon and she's uh, now coaching at concordia as an assistant um, with the staff that coached her brady oh, Stark, cool. george pageant um, and she, but she spent some time before that cutting her teeth. She coaches an assistant at YZ. She coached uh, one year as a head coach at Blake, and then went over to uh, St. Louis, Louis Park. Park and, yeah, and, was and one there. of the best volleyball matches I ever saw was the Jefferson girls, and Lily came to the final point to go to state. Yep. Literally the <laughs> final one that, point, you know, one point play all kind of thing. Yep, and the girls had never been to, to the state tournament before, so that was oh. kind of a big deal. And and she did it in. In four years, and so uh, I'm, I'm I'm in year number four, and she says, if you don't go to state this year, this <laughs> solves it. This is your last chance to prove you're better. <laughs> That's another check. <laughs> I mean, it was St. Louis Park. That's not exactly volleyball heaven either. No, not you know at all. You know what I mean? So it's it's tough. Yeah. Any sports, it's tough yeah. to build. So I remember seeing that and making all the connections to her and uh, just make sure she got her shout out here today too. So Of course. All right. Um so you, after uh, football, after a college career in football, um, you go out in the business world, and you still haven't seen hockey for how many years until you finally got back on the ice coaching some youth stuff? Yeah, well, I graduated in 2010 uh, and then spent the next couple of years. From college. From college, yep, yeah. Yep, yeah, 2006 from high school, 10 from, from college, and... Yeah, I spent the next couple of years kind of trying to f- figure out what I wanted to do. Um, it jumped into real estate, was doing that, um, and then uh, was dabbling in a few other business opportunities and ventures. And uh, met a met a gentleman who's all in the hockey world now, Zach Sickich. Yep. And um, he, he kind of turned me on to a couple of coaching opportunities, and we built the relationship and uh, found myself back on the edge. And you were like, you went from like zero to sixty in like one year. Yes. Yeah, right. It totally. So I went. It was 2014 or 15, and the opportunity to coach a U14 girls team with uh, one of the AAA team he was running and the O5 was that boys. Ice Cougars, Ice Cougars, yep. and Ice Men. Yep. Okay. Um, and it, it was a great opportunity to, to number one just get my feet wet and start coaching, uh, but also you know build the relationship with Zach and learn and be a, a mentee with him. And that's who introduced me to then AJ Bucchino, who. Um, was also coaching with Zach. Yeah, they were partners. Partners and running the Icemen and Ice Cougars and and doing that whole thing. And then in that year of of working with them and meeting them is when AJ took the head job at Lakeville South. And you kind of became, if I, this is my description, you became kind of a soldier for AJ. 100%. Right? You, like, yep, we got to coach the Bantam team with Baki. Yep, you're going to coach the Squared A team this yep, year. Yep, we got to go to Brooks Brothers <laughs> to get some clothes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. But that was kind of your role, right? Yes, yeah. I was uh, the do-it-all. Yeah. Yeah. And walk through that, and that was, and you were just like a sponge, like give me experience. I want to get to it, right? 
For sure. Yeah, I, well, I spent the first year coaching with the high school team with him just to get the lay of the land and understand all the details. He was teaching those guys, then went down to the Bantams, uh, had the Bantam AA team with, with Baki, and, and we had a, a bit of success and won the district tournament, region tournament, took the team yep. to state. and That's the one in Marshall, right? Yep, down in Marshall, yep. and that was Great Barn. Uh, yeah. And they, they, they had that thing set up, too. It was, you know, you had the live screen, and you had the skate up, and like it oh, felt like it was real. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. State tournament really for cool. those guys, and then and, uh, the unorthodox path and went and coached the squirts the next year. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's weird. Well, well, Baki was still there and he's a fantastic coach and we were essentially co-head coaches, if you will. Yeah. He, he allowed me to be the listed as the head coach. And um, so I knew they were in good hands with him and there sure. was a couple other guys that could support him. And there were uh, guys on that squirt team or projected to be on that squirt team that, um, you know, we, we were, we had on our Iceman teams too. So I had relationships with sure. some of the families and, um, so that was a, a you know an opportunity to do all that. But in addition to that, I was you know still getting goalie hours with Pro Hybrid with Zach, and I was uh, then working with Casey Rooney with Reed React and doing skills training and Egan and Stillwater and uh, anywhere he was probably he sent setting me. you up, setting you up with gigs, right? Because he can't he couldn't take them all for sure. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> basically I ran Egan. I mean, he was there too, but I you know primarily was at Egan. I was at Maple Grove, um, those two, and then and then I jump out to Stillwater as well. It's Casey, one of the most athletic humans you know. Casey is a wizard. He he's one of the <laughs> most wizard. athletic humans I know. Uh, he, and he is so hungry. To, like he is like a kid, and he doesn't care if he falls. Doesn't care if he makes a mistake. He just <laughs> goes for it, and then gets really good at all the things. <laughs> yeah, he is a freak of an athlete yep. and a great guy. That's I really sure. I really enjoy him, and that's how we really got to know each other yep. with that Great Plains 2003 team. And I'm going to use a term you used. You got a lot of good analogies, by the way. He goes, it was a really good team. It was Batchelder and and Middlestat and Janicky, all these kids, really good players. He goes, you just gave me the keys to a Ferrari. My job is just to keep it on the road. <laughs> just don't crash. <laughs> don't crash. Yeah, this, this thing's going to fly. Let these guys play. It, that group was so fun to coach. You know, it's off-season hockey, so it's not the winter grind. Yeah. And it's it's meaningful, but not the same as right. we know our Minnesota winter hockey to be. But you know, all we had to do is just make sure they were confident and building some chemistry, and so that's that's really fun. Yeah, Jack Pert. I mean, the list of that. I mean, summer Jackson hockey Blake. is so much yeah. fun because yeah. you can. It's really all about chemistry and like just having a good time. Yep, and that's where you can really you know develop some good memories. There was the Henry Nelson and and Joe Palachuk yep. played forward and D because they just. Could, could could yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they could yep. that was that was a pretty special team um, okay so you we, you got into coaching you've dived in how did you get the Shakopee job how did that I mean it's pretty obvious when when I heard that that job came available and I knew who you were at that point by that summer I knew I'm like oh if he doesn't get that job then I don't know whoever who will yep. you know it'll be some gym teacher who doesn't care you know, type <laughs> sure. of thing you know what I mean it's gonna sure. be someone who really doesn't deserve it was what I'm saying yep. walk through the the interview process and all those things you were interim that right yeah. Yeah, well, did it, someone quit or something? Well, the stars aligned because AJ had walked away from Lakeville South to yeah. go be the magician's general yep. manager and head coach. Mm -hmm. So that kind of opened the door. Did you apply door. for it? I did. The Lakeville South job? I did. Didn't get it. There was a lot of names that applied Didn't for that get job. Interview. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's an, an, interview. A, there's like an assistant yeah. on St. Thomas that applied for that job. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. 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 Mm. He was a finalist. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. hypothetically Gosh, speaking. You're such a gossip hound. <laughs> I. I don't. That wasn't me. That I, wasn't me. I gave you that, and we don't know if that's factual or not. Maybe. Okay. Loss of assistance over there. Okay. Yep. All right. Um. Next. Uh. So then, what happened? Yeah. So then I. So, so AJ leaves magicians. So at this time, Ed Loisel has restarted coaching at the high school team. There had been two coaches in between there. Oh, and weird. And his, his son, uh, Matthew, was coming through the program, was a bantam. Um, and so he had kind of taken over because the program needed a coach and right. they had asked him to come back. And so he and I had been in contact. And so I reached out to him and was like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a, a new place to go and a home. And, um, you know, I don't I don't know where to go. So <laughs> Tony just <laughs> spit out ice yeah. right now. Into his there, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I didn't want it to go clank, clank, clank. So I'm like, all oh, the subtly put this over here. You can move the mic. We are editing this out. Okay, uh, keep going. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> yeah, so Ed, Ed then had taken over and uh, I'd reached out to him and said, you know, I'm looking for a place to coach and love to get involved. And he had been pinging me anyways. And when we'd play against each other, because I was at South that, that one year as a high Pounding school. Pounding on poor shock. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's just like, you didn't tell me you're coaching. Like, why are you, why didn't you come? I, I got a spot for you and I'm like yeah I know but I'm learning and I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going through some things but we'll talk you know and so yeah uh, and then I called and was like hey I've, I've learned a lot and I think I'm I think I'm ready to come home so you know do you have a spot for me so he then said yeah you know, I'll make you an assistant so I planned on being an assistant and about a month or so before the season he called and said hey we, we got to make a change I got to I got I, I to you got to be the coach I was like, what? He's like, you know, because his dad was, uh, uh, you know, had a cancer battle and he's had his own health issues. And he's like, I just don't know that I can, I don't want to step away in the middle of the season. And I, I might have to type of thing. So um, it got worked out with the school and I became the interim coach with about a month to plan for it and get to know everybody. And um, that was my first year. And then when, uh, well, that's where I got to talking to you about when are they taking the interim tag off? And you said, well, hopefully, if all goes well, that will happen. And it did happen. Yep, right? yep, yep. This so did you have to interview for it? Yep, re, re, officially applied. You know, we crossed the HR process and, and did yeah. it all and then interviewed. And um, there were other candidates. Um, and I don't know who they were. They didn't tell me, and I didn't ask. And right. So, uh, again, there me. was a coach. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly, kidding. I'm kidding. Exactly. Um, did you always know that you wanted to go back to Shakopee? I think deep down, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For really? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, some of the Where kids. Where did you live? Uh, you live there now, correct? I live there now. I had lived in Savage, uh, so nearby. Yeah, but yeah, we were yeah. renting. We, we, we weren't, you know, kind of locked in and, and didn't have children at the time. So, um, you know, and I think in a perfect world, that was that was appealing to me. And I knew, you know, my, my nephew's there, so that, that'd be exciting if that opportunity were to come along. Um, and then I knew that there was a lot of really talented kids in, in the youth program that, you know, similar to, you know, our, our motives in apparition at, at, at Lake Who were Roselle. squirts at the time. They were squirts at the time. And to, doing quite well. So you didn't, you knew that the, you know. There'd be a bumpy road and, and, yeah. and, and we'd take some bumps and bruises along the way. But if, yeah, if we could get those kids to stick around, um, that we'd have a chance to be, you know, successful again and try and rebuild this thing. <laughs> okay. So that. Great segue, right? So I'm going to read a list of some players here. It's there. Um, uh, Jake Boltman, mm -hmm. Jackson Judding, yep. Matt Anderson, 
Clayton Phillips, Carter Batchelder, all either lived in or at one time lived in, lived in and played in the youth hockey association known as Shockpea. Yeah, to the best That's a pretty impressive list. Very impressive list. And I'm list. sure yeah. when this podcast goes to air, I'm going to get a call with three or four others that I forgot. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we Always. know we nailed these five, right? Yep. And and four of them are in college hockey, and, a, and Batchelder will be in college hockey soon. What do you do with the future Jake Boltman's and Carter Batchelder's, what, how do you build that program where you build a culture where they'll stay and want to play for the Sabres? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, some of the work's been done. We've eliminated a lot of the excuses. At that time when those guys were youth, uh, we had one sheet of ice. Yep, the, bu- the building was bad. The building right? was bad, so yep. you didn't, you didn't yep. have enough hours, right? Yep. And everybody knows the, the ice time and puck touches are, are critical, yep. so uh, we couldn't support the appetite they had, and I get it. Um, but we've eliminated that. We've got two sheets. Um, Beautiful, oh, good building. sheets. Beautiful building. Total, and I predict it's a bold prediction. Five to six, we'll we'll, we'll build a third because um, we're growing and we're building houses left and right. So we'll, yep. we'll need another one. Will there be two high schools? No, there won't be. That's no. a big question. It is. Yeah, our, yeah. our community voted very strongly against this when it was it was proposed before. Uh, we just, that's not what we want. Well, okay. it's it's killed certain schools like Woodbury. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, athletically, it athletically, has. It athletically, has. championship wise, but yes, it's great. There's plenty of kids from Woodbury who get to play varsity, not just yes. hockey. Yes, right. Yes, the, I'm for just the sake of this show. It killed Woodbury, Woodbury hockey. Sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's Sorry. not good. It's not good for that. Yeah. So, so, we, no question. so we've eliminated those excuses, um, so, and, and, the, and the barn is beautiful. You have a dryland facility there, um, and you've got a brand new high school, state of the art. It's a, it's a thing of beauty, and um, they have now in the high school um, what they call the academies program. So um, it's a very unique kind of schooling approach um, that I, I think does a really good job of preparing these guys for for life after high school and for college. Um, as they get to, you know, kind of hone in on a specialty right. um, within their academics. Um, so that those things are now more appealing than maybe they were, you know, five or ten years ago. Um, but, yeah, it's it's about building culture. People ought to want to be there. So as coaches, we gotta we got to know the names of the kids. we got to be in the halls of the rinks, you know, saying hi. And, and, and fortunately, our staff flogs many hours there, and, and we're, we're working to get to know the kids every day. All right, so one of the challenges that you have as, you know, you want to be the builder of a youth program. So you want to be at might practice, right? You want to be the face of the program, right? In one On one side of the – scope you want to do that but at the same time you're also the guy that's taking eighth graders and bring them on to your varsity mm-hmm. so they don't turn into matt anderson and go to holy family mm-hmm. right i mean it's a it's a reality of your job in a perfect world you would have cooper simpson playing uh at bantams right now and excelling and playing against kids his in his weight class how do you what's the fight tell me about that fight because you're you're going back and forth on that yeah i mean ultimately we you know these kids fit so it was it was a no-brainer to kind of take them and bring them in but in the big picture we'd rather them be playing bantams um because it's you know they could be competing for a state championship there and and we'd have other kids getting the high school opportunity and experience um the the flip side to that is we've and this is a really good thing for our program long term and now we've built a junior gold program so prior to that if a kid that's important 
very huge. You know, yeah. If a kid didn't make the team and, and cut days are the worst for high school coaches, um, you know, you were basically like, hey, I'll try and get you co-opt in an Eden Prairie or Prior Lake or different some sweater yeah. that wasn't Shakopee, but you knew you're not wearing a Sabre sweater anymore. Right. And so now um, kids know that they can they can do that. And so for a lot of guys that I think went through the, the one-rink youth experience, um, you know, maybe start to see the writing on the wall and just don't come to tryouts. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we only um, cut two players. One was a goalie, one was a skater. And so, and our numbers are 30 skaters and four four goalies, and that's with, you know, a bunch of guys that are Bantam eligible. So in the, in, the, in the big picture, we hope that we can have a really good junior goal program um, and also have, you know, 40 to 50 to 60 kids trying out for the high school team as well and then have, you know, 40 to 50. 40 to 60 kids in the Bantam program and keeping those 8th and ninth graders playing Bantam. So you got two 8th graders. You got Bumgarner and Steinoff. And I, I hate to say it, but they're your number 1 and 2D. No question. They, they, are, they are your 1 and 2D, and they're in 8th grade. Um, how do you keep those guys around? Because they, as if you look, if I look up my state high school manual, you flip through it. They don't have to go to Shakopee High School next year and play for you. They can go. They're free agents in this yeah. in this world of hockey. And they can play. And, well, obviously, they can play. They yeah. played against Lakeville South today. Yeah. And lo- other than their weight and, you know, their, their body, the maturity of their body, mm-hmm. their skill is ready for high school hockey. Yep. Yeah, you know, you you hope that they're they're having a great experience and they're they're getting a ton of ice. I can't imagine they they'd get as much ice somewhere else. So you hope that that's something they like. But I think the the big thing is the culture in the locker room. You know, we have um, obviously those young guys that are really skilled. We have some upperclassmen that are fantastic leaders. Um, and these were guys that were kind of banging on the coach's door during tryouts, saying, "Hey, these young guys, we got to have them. Like, we'll take care of them." Um, so you know, you got eighth graders that, that really—that's important. It's critical, guys. And and if we didn't, it wouldn't make sense to do it, right? Cause yeah. They'd just be in a locker room and as a pariah. And now they, then then they kick them out, right? Uh, fig- in figuratively, not literally. Yeah. And now your 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 hill gets even steeper. Yep, exactly. And so these are the, those up, same upperclassmen are the guys picking them up, and and yeah, you know, for practice, bring them to practice, bringing them home, oh, that's cool. bringing them to the hangouts, you know. And yeah. So they've they fortunately for them they've built a relationship with guys that are you know going to be in our alumni here very soon and have more friends now that are Saber kids that they otherwise probably would have just known about or maybe watched on occasion. Um, so, so you want that, and I think you know we've got a, a still a really competitive Bantam group, um, even with those guys having you know chosen to come to the high school team. So you know they've got more buddies there that they really like and care about, and those guys coming up, and I think they know um, what we're capable of over the next couple of years. You know, we talked about Matt Anderson. I keep using him as the the poster child because you know he had a great career. He started as an eighth grader. Yeah, his dad a great, was a teacher of mine. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, but how do you do it? How do you prevent that kid from going to a public school? I mean, it's a beautiful – Or like private, said, school, private school. Uh, how do you prevent it? I mean, because it's like you, you you said, you have a, a great education. You got a great barn. You got a great culture. You got – everything is there for them to stay. Well, I want to ask uh, – I want to piggyback on this and ask a couple rapid fire questions of related to that related to this of what does it mean when building a program? What do banners mean in your building? Banners are important. What is um, having a 2020 guy on your team? 20 goals, 20 assists. Huge. Um, What does a session win do? It hasn't happened since we've gone double a critical. 
What is um, maybe having a Mr. Hockey candidate do? It would be about time. What you get? What yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like these, these are, are check marks. What is um, beating Lakeville North last year do for you guys? Yeah, it was uh, pinnacle for us. You know, we've in the last four games, we've well, we lost to them both times this year, but we tied and beat them last year and tied one of the games the year before. So, and we feel really good about them. That's a team that's you know beat us bad over the last ten years, um, and had a lot of success this year. Yeah. They've been good. That's not a bad good. team. They're they're junior senior. That's how you win in this league, you know yeah, that. And junior they're, senior, yeah, and they're, yeah, yeah. And they're very good. And they play with an edge and a spice. They transition really well. But yeah, how important is your youth program? Very important. Okay. Um, what else, uh, Tony? You talked about sheets. Sheets are important. Um, do you guys do the youth program use any ice anywhere else? No, they, they don't. It's it's there or nothing, right? What okay. about students at games? Students at games, this is something we've been talking a lot to the kids about. And, you know, one of the ways that we've grown that is by them making sure that they're active getting to the other games. The easiest one is for them to go support the girls' team. The girls come to all our games. Yep. Now we can get more of those girls to come. They all have a friend. I said, but you better go to the basketball games. You've got to go to the soccer games in the fall. I, you're going to go to the football games. Everybody goes there. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to spend. You got to invest some time. And if we can get the athletes to come to our games because we're supporting them, that's what we did when I played. We 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 made those Same. relationships, yeah. and and that's very important. But at the end of the day, everybody wants to watch the team win, right? So if you're getting clobbered by five, six, seven goals, people aren't going to be as excited to come watch that. But our town. Will turn up if we're winning hockey games consistently. I gotta tell you, this is not related, but very related. I uh, this is three or four years ago. I went to a section final between Shakopee and Eden Prairie girls at Bramar. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to section final, and yeah. you know, and you know how Eden Prairie travels for boys. So imagine Crickets. how <laughs> hit the crickets button over there. <laughs> yeah. How bad, right? I mean, is that the no, one? That oh, did I don't, nothing. I, I got to go. Oh. Oh, that's no mystery. <laughs> nope, not it's that one. It's purple. There we go. No. no, it's the purple one. Nope. There, there, there it is. There go. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eden Prairie, terrible. I mean, there's probably like 23 fans there. Maybe 46, but it wasn't a lot yeah. of fans. This is on the, on the uh, home side of the rink. On the away side, Shockby. I think every seat was full. It looked mm -hmm. like the Prior Lake. Remember the Prior Lake semifinal when they yeah, played yeah, EP? Yeah. It looked like that yeah. with a band. Yep. It was unbelievable. Yep. I was like, it It looked like, it was almost like a sitcom. It was like a sitcom. Sure. Like, sure. yeah, this <laughs> yeah. team has no fans, yeah. and this place is packed. Like, it was yeah. it was humorous yep. how many more fans Shakopee had than whatever. So I can tell you, fast forward three years from now, and you're in a section semifinal playoff game, it's going to look like that. Yep. I promise you. Yep. I've already seen it. I was there. I was like, holy crap. I got in the car and I called Peter. I was like, the Shockby lost, lost, but their fans won me over. Sure. sure. Um, schedule. How important is your schedule? How much time do you spend with that? A lot. Um, I think it's very important that we play the right, you know, uh, teams to, to build uh, confidence, but also be pushed and be competitive. You know, we, we play in the South Suburban, so there's, you know, 10 teams. We play 18 games kind of locked in with that, so it only leaves 
so much room as you're, you're capped at 25. Do you want to play Grand Rap? I, I, I call it the club, right? Yeah. There, there's we a have club. a club. You, you know the club. You know the club. You're not in the club. We're not you're in the not club. in the club. No. How do you get a games inside the club? You got to be good. You got to, I mean, if you're. Okay, do you ask? Do you have a list like Gentry does where they, he, the, the kid in, in, came in here at Barrett Hall. He's like, yeah, our coach has a list of 70 teams that said no to us last mm-hmm. year. They're getting kicked out of the club for different reasons. Yep. You just said why you're not getting in the club, but have you have you asked coaches in the in the club to play you? Um, not really, no, because you know we we had we've had a tough enough slate as it is. But as our you know kids grow up and as our kids you know are ready for that level of competition, we want that, and we we play D six you know for youth, so we we play you know relatively in the yep. club at least metro right. wise. Um, from a youth standpoint, um, but you know when the guys stick around and and play high school here, they're gonna want to play guys in the club, and we're gonna want to play. Yeah, we're gonna want to be in the club. Uh, yeah, your schedule is the biggest man-made determination of yeah. where you will end up in a season. I I really strongly I agree with do, that. believe this. It's the only thing that you uh, uh, can change. You can't change talent. You can't change the players and who you have. But the schedule. The schedule is a, such a huge pivotal part of that. Is yeah. my my stance on that? If you look at when Grand Rapids won state, they went independent mm-hmm. and they started playing tougher teams, tougher teams. and they didn't play International Falls, yep. and they didn't have to yep. do that twice, and it changed their schedule for sure. All There's right, no so we've learned about Calvin. We've learned about getting into coaching. We've how how do we build a program? Let's talk about this year's team before we get into some of the X's and O's and big wins and players. I got to ask you about this kid from Spain, Bosco Hernando. <laughs> yeah. Bosco. Uh, you don't see that every day. And tell me his story. I mean, he's a senior too. So like, did he say, he sent you video or how do you, how do you get a kid from Spain? <laughs> sure. And he's actually can play. He's on the varsity. Yep. Yeah. We had no what idea. Did you, when, when he came, did you think this kid ain't going to do it? Or I, did you think maybe, or how did you, how did you, what did you think before he showed up? Sure. I, well, I was optimistic. I, you know, one of the, the families who's his host family, the Langamo family, you know, reached out and said, Hey, we think we're going to have a foreign exchange student. That's a hockey player living with us this season and, and we don't know if he's any good but we're really excited <laughs> about it and so I'm like send me film <laughs> <laughs> YouTube yeah. YouTube yeah, Grady right? but it was so hard I, I watched and was like I can't tell if he's good they play on an Olympic sheet and this is a completely oh, wow. different yeah, game yeah. and so you know he's had to adjust to the way that we play here and, and the physicality and we always joke you're gonna go back to Spain and take a million penalties yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no he's he's been a, a breath of fresh air he's, it's been a great experience How for is our his kids. English? His English is, is pretty good. Um, we have to use the board a lot when we're, when we're coaching him up mid-game. Sure. Otherwise, there's going to be a breakdown in the communication. Yeah. Um, and even times where we've said, like, you know, you have a good play. You, you drew that guy to you, and then you, you got annihilated. And he's like, I don't Nile what? You know, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. No. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it yeah. simple, right? Yeah, we got to slow down with him, you know. So, But, no, he's he's one of the darlings of the program. Everybody loves him. Um, you know, all the boys, JV and varsity, everybody, you know, has has, has an appreciation for him. Uh, totally off the topic of hockey, we had a exchange student kind of come through Jefferson a couple of years ago, and it was almost like she was a tourist 
and not a student. Mm. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but the, she was way more into the fun things, mm. not the the school things. Sure. Like like the academics were like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. It was kind of like an off year for them. I mean, sure. yeah. do you get that feel from him that, that he's here? I mean, the hockey's probably way more fun for him and the socializing and the academics is like it's maybe his 13th year of school, not his 12th grade year for of school. Sure. I, well, I think the hockey is so important to him. He loves sure. I mean, he specifically wanted to be in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and, okay. And so that's obviously an important part for him. Uh, but I think, you know, just a foreign exchange student experience in and of itself is such an educational opportunity. You know, yeah. You're, you're leaving home. You're not just leaving home to go Correct. down the road. Yeah. You're stamping the passport and you're living somewhere where they speak a different language as their first language. And uh, my, my brother was a foreign exchange student and we hosted some uh, when I was growing up. So I oh, know how cool. kind of, you know, intricate that can be. And uh, yeah, so I, I imagine the school part isn't his favorite other than the socialization and everybody yeah. wants to talk to him and ask him. I'm not saying she was not going to yeah. class. It's just, you just got the sense that that was the last thing yeah. she wanted to talk about. You there know? was a German. <laughs> and, you know, her parents aren't there to bust her chops on totally. homework. Oh, you know? yeah. just, that's what it was. It was and, and you're living with a host family, so it's like living with your buddy's family yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah. nicer to yeah. you totally yeah. totally yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. german foreign exchange student when i was at st thomas and so he was a senior so he had to give a senior speech and he was like yeah it's weird as a german to go to a military school that usually is frowned upon in Germany <laughs> <laughs> and like made a ton of German jokes yeah. like that. Oh. oh, he was like the best right. because he was hilarious. That is good. That oh, is good. Funny. All right. So you had a, we talked, you talked about some of those landmarks, 2020. Yeah. Mr. Hockey. You did have hit one of them this year. Jackson Vogel, who I thought had a nice game today, uh, made the high school elite league. Uh, yeah. And, that's and I think a, you have some one. future high school elite leaguers uh, headed your way way uh walk through jackson's game and talk a little bit more about his game yeah jackson is a smooth skater he he can really zip down the ice and almost looks effortless um he's got a great shot uh he plays with an edge plays with a lot of spice so that's you know really helpful um and his game's evolving a ton you know he um has really bought into being a distributor and a playmaker and creating and even in our game uh, on egan um, he had a, he had made a good play, and we said, "Hey, next time that's going to be you. You're going to score." He's like, ah, "I don't care. I just want to set Cooper up, or I just want to set so and so up." And so he's really buying into being a team player and, and dishing the puck, and knows the more he does that, the more he'll get opportunities for himself. Well, speaking of Cooper, you you, you dropped the bomb there. I mean, this kid shoots the puck like a professional hockey player. Uh, one of his goals today, I was like, "Did that just happen?" I'm like, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> and 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 he also dished one to Vogel as well, uh, and a really unselfish play. It was a two on one. He sucked the defender in and slid it across to Vogel, who who ripped it pretty nice. Walk through what when we talked about him a little bit earlier. So walk what what he could be to the program. He could be the face. He's that good on a national level. He could be the face of your program. Yeah, no question. Uh, Cooper's Cooper Simpson's a name everybody knows. He, uh, according to Dad, still shoots hundreds of pucks every day, even <laughs> though we've got a winter grind of a high school season. He he just loves to do it. So uh, the results are there when he gets the opportunities in, in a game. And 
he plays with a lot of confidence and, you know, puts himself in good situations to, to be a goal scorer. And, um, you know, we're obviously really excited about him. Yeah, I'm excited to see him play for a few more years because it's, it's fun to watch. All right, last last thing about your team, and feel free to, sh- you know, chime in any other stuff. This guy named Jeff Weber, I got his name circled on my paper here, of course. Uh, <laughs> does he have a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a drum set. Drum set? No, I'm kidding. I don't. Think he <laughs> He's either. heavy metal. He's heavy metal, right? Okay, yeah, paint yeah, the word yeah. picture of what oh, you're he saying. He has here. a ZZ Top beard, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's super positive, but every time I see the guy, because you don't see the beard, you know, Troy Johnson from Lakeville South, you see that beard, but you don't. <laughs> but this one's like groomed. I mean, oh, yeah. this is like. You, he could be like in a, a beard magazine. I, I 100% agree. I What's he like? Tell me about him a little bit. Jeff's a great guy. He's charismatic. He cares about the kids. Um, he is a great assistant coach. And what I mean by that is not fluff. Like he doesn't feel like his voice has to be heard and used in every situation. And if you've ever coached, you know what that's like. It's like, yeah. okay, I didn't actually need you to say anything there. He's <laughs> um, yeah, so a Danny move. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he, it, but he knows the those moments uh, but he is uh, okay with the words coming through me right so he'll give me the report in between periods or at practice and whatnot and then I'll address the things and he'll you know if, if I missed anything he'll obviously chime in and make sure we we don't uh, leave anything un, un, undiscussed but um, he's a great guy and uh, really grateful for him he's he's the kind of bridge between the years I wasn't there um, and, and now, so he's been coaching for the last eight years in the program. In the program, so well, he knows a lot of the kids that I was when I wasn't around. Right. Uh, so, so how did you helpful. find a, a, a assistant coaches? I think that's a good question for a head coach. Yeah. Uh, well, he was he was in the program, so he's the only carryover from the staff that was okay. there uh, from before. Um, and then the rest of our staff has come together in different ways. Uh, Brandon Ferns joined us this year um, as the JV head coach and varsity assistant. He spent the last two years uh, as the Bantam double as one of the Bantam double A coaches at Lakeville Lake South. South. Um, so that was that was a huge get for us, and we built a relationship this off season through AAA coaching. Um, and then his uh, good friend and roommate, uh, Jordan Roller, came over and okay. started coaching with us as well um, with the JV group and, and really is instrumental during the varsity games as an off-ice coach. And, is that the redheaded uh, guy? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Does he have a walkie-talkie? He does, What yeah. is that thing? Yeah, we have. He was uh, next to Chris, so yeah. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, so Ferns wears the earpiece. and Did he uh, have an earpiece? I was yeah, looking down does. like, well, what is he what communicating What is this, St. Thomas again? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, there's only so much we can see. And yeah. We're active yeah. in coaching, and, and, and those guys are tracking scoring chances and routes to pucks and all the things, and so – um, they can give us some instant feedback in the moment rather right. than wait until yeah. the end of the period. You are now overhearing a conversation. <laughs> Goalie does not have a dangler. <laughs> <laughs> I have eyes yeah. on the yeah. dangler. Hot sprung, no dangler. Yeah, Storm was upset with me about that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there eventually. Um, have some fun with it, right? Yeah. Okay, so... That's pretty much it. That's all I had. Do you have any questions about no. the squad? No. I, oh, I got what? one more. Well, hold okay. on. Real, I, just because oh, I'm okay. talking about yeah. my staff, so I got yeah. to get all these guys. Yeah. Um, so Matthew Underwood, I don't know if he's listed on that sheet. Yes, he is. Matthew's my brother. Um, so we have the same mom. So we grew up together. Oh, okay. I've known him my whole How life. How old is he? Younger or older? Matt is uh, eight years older. 
Older. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's older and, and he brings a lot to the table. Um, again, like me, got away from hockey and did a whole bunch of other things. Um, in his words, he wasn't an elite hockey player. It wasn't his passion, but he um, it brings, you know, more of the management and, and, and the big picture stuff to the table that kind of keeps us all honest. Um, and then Bubba Kubish is uh, an alumni as well. Yeah. Um, and he uh, it was one of the little squirts and peewees when I was a high school player. So we have pictures of me <laughs> in high school at prom and him, me taking a picture with really? him. Really? <laughs> um, and so we've we've always had a good relationship and, and our families know each other. And um, and then Justin Holmberg, our goaltender coach, is, is fantastic and works with both the boys' program and the girls' program. Yeah, okay. All right. I do have one more question. Um <laughs> I'm a I'm a uniform guy. Right? No, you're not. I, I am. Well, you're a jersey guy, but I'm a uh, uniform. Okay, I'm very snobby about my uniforms. Um, I maybe had seen your uniforms in the past, uh, just over the last year. Um, but I walked into the, to Lakeville Hossie Arena and had a flashback to AJ's Stanford S, and now it's sitting on the front of your uniform. And all I can think of is I like the S when I was at Lakeville South too, so I'm going to bring it with me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, I lost a lot of respect for you as yeah. a coach because you couldn't come up with something so, more creative. Of course. But I was wrong, right? Tell yeah. me, tell everybody else who sees the – AJS on your front chest that that is not an AJS. Yeah, and it's 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 the saber ass, and it's one of our official school logos. We have yeah. we have another one actually. We have the saber head. We have okay. the saber ass, and the then there's saber. a saber paw as well. Oh, yeah. um, okay. This can all be found on the the community website. But yeah, yeah, it's in the style guide, right? For sure, in the style. <laughs> guide. <laughs> but what's what's unique is if you go to our our you know high school gym, the ass is on the floor, and the saber. What's heads the football are, are team minimized. have on their helmet? Paw, right? Um, they have the S. S. The S. S. They have the S. Okay. Yeah, a very bright red S. Okay. Um, so the S is used quite a bit. The hockey team was really the only ones not using it. Um, but on our home uniforms, we have our, our saber head. And you do? Yeah, we do. Yeah, and the okay. blacks have the red S. Yep, the All red right. S. That was a really frilly question, but I just had to throw that out there. because uh, How much time do you guys focus on the uniforms preseason? Um, you know, only when it's time to get new ones, we spend time on that. And anyone that knows me, I'm very detail oriented, so I'm extremely picky about that stuff. Our okay. player apparel, all of that. Um, how I, long will these two uniforms be in use? Two years, three years? They, they were brand new last year. Um, they'll probably be good for another season, but you know, next year, if you know, Booster Club approves and budget is all there, we'd look to get a third one. We have a red. Sweater as well, but it's it's pretty old and, and outdated at this point. So, so you have do you have the black and the white then? We have the black and the white. Yeah, yep. and the you the, love a red, right? Yeah, and we have a red. It's it's a red jersey with white lettering saying "Sabers in cursive." Okay. We'd, we'd probably oh, I've seen that, that one, one a number of times. Yeah. Yeah, we'd probably design that one a little different and do a red one, and then um, you know maybe for next year, and then two years from now, so to the get a new black or white. It looks like Rozo. The Carissa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Well, while you guys are figuring that out, I just realized I, I left a coach out. <laughs> and okay. I, and he's an extremely important coach. All right. And he deserves this quick little spotlight. All right. Um, and he's, he serves more as an, a consultant because he's – Oh, uh, the, the, can the, I fill it in? Can I do it for yeah, you? Yeah, you can. He's the skills guy. Chris he, Boydell. He's the man. He is. All right. So, yeah, Chris, Chris and I go back long, long way, and he is – 
uh, instrumental in the growth of youth hockey all over the Twin Cities, specifically the south suburbs because that's where he lives and, and, and serves uh, kids playing hockey all over the Twin Cities. Uh, he runs MPH Hockey with you. Yep. Um, and he's kind of become the Calvin of Shockby Hockey. Coached the Pee Wee A's last year. He's coaching JBs this year. He's a fantastic man. I talked to him quite a bit today sure. uh, during the third period. Yeah, he, talk more about Chris a little bit. He's not even on your roster here. He, no, because he's he's a consultant, and he you know will come and do some skills on occasion and whatnot, um, and then helps in the summer as well with the kids. But he's he's fantastic. He it doesn't matter if it's you know our U twelve or U ten MPH girls, or if it's our varsity team, or if it's our twenty twelves MPH young. It, he knows every kid by name. He says That's hi important. to every single one of them. He has candy or mints or something as they walk through the halls. It, he exhausts himself. He doesn't know how. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm going to tease you here. He doesn't know how to go on the rink and just blow the whistle and like, let the kids <laughs> do the work. He is the most uh, sweaty, working the hardest, <laughs> chasing the kids. Um, but they love it, and he gives he, he does a great practice plan every single time he's on the ice. He and I had a had a good laugh today. I asked him. I'm like, you know. It's so funny. We get these kids in, in YHH stuff. They're 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. They're the best kids. They get their squeaky little voices and they're say hi to you and slap you five five and mm -hmm. hey Tony, hey Chris, whatever. You know, and then the minute they turn Bantam age, thirteen or fourteen, they start getting their zits and they yep. they stop making eye contact with you. They stop <laughs> talking to <laughs> you. So they don't acknowledge you. Like when we run our Bantam Elite or our or Blue Ox stuff, they don't want the anthem played. They don't want any of that stuff. And I'm like, do you experience that too, Chris? He goes, it's so funny you should say that because I think it every day. You see these kids that he works with. He goes over yep. to Bloomington and works the 6 a.m.s with these 10, 15-year-olds, 8, 9, 10-year-olds. And then five years later, they won't even make eye contact or acknowledge them. It's like a puppy. It is. <laughs> and they want to talk to you after a while. It's wild, yeah. It it's is. such a weird phenomenon. They don't, you know. And, the, and, and Chris said it best. He goes, it's not like I coach him on a Super Series team. I coach them all year long, <laughs> no hundreds of hours, yep. like a dad, yep. you know? Exactly. A surrogate father on the ice it's to these kids. <laughs> and then once they turn 14, See it's ya. just like they don't even – they look down and wouldn't say hi to you. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's a confidence thing. I think they're working through. You know, yeah, their body. And, yeah. yeah, totally. And, yeah, and, and for me anyway, I see it. The Bantam kids never say hi to me, never talk to me, don't want anything to do with me. And the minute they turn sophomores, they want that national anthem. Mm -hmm. They want the band at the game. They want the attention. You know, but just there's that that weird Bantam years where they just get a little bit awkward. You yeah. know. Totally. Well, this has been fun. We have had a couple awkward moments here in the show that we're going to have to edit out. No, we're going to keep those. We're going to, yeah, right. That was funny. <laughs> it was a blast. Well, thanks for coming in, Calvin. Really yeah. appreciate it. Tony, Danny, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Calvin Simon, head coach, the Shock Peace Savers. I, I think I said uh, after we were done uh, talking to Kelvin last night that I was really happy that I got to meet him, and his story is incredible. It, it, and it's fun to meet coaches on the way up because yeah. he truly is on the way up, and mm -hmm. it's exciting to be around him. Yeah, it was a good interview. It was fantastic. Yeah, and he's hungry. Yeah, I don't I, like I we we joked I did a podcast with him, and we'll put the link inside of the show of my podcast with him. But uh, the more I'm around, and the more you you like the guy, and you you, you kind of cheer for a guy like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. No question and, about it. And we, we had some fun times even before we hit the record button. Yeah, we had some good laughs. A it, lot of good laughs. And, he's, got a, he's got a really good sense of humor. Really good sense of humor. Yeah. And so it's just one of those people that it's like, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, the best parts are about his wife. He's like, yeah, she's a better coach. Yeah. She's yep. better this. Chuck. She's better that. I'm like, yep. the only thing she isn't good at is deciding <laughs> on a spouse. Other than that, she's she does well. Yeah, yeah, that was, it, and I I thought it was cool the stuff that uh, I was asking. What does this mean for a program? Right, those are good rapid fires. Yeah, yeah, that those was fun. Good. That those was fun. Were good. That was uh, really because good. we can't ask you can't ask Kurt Giles that. What does another banner mean to you? <laughs> Nothing. 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 No, nothing. Means we're still dying. <laughs> yeah, it means we're still dying. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Um, okay, so let's get to some games of the past. Um, the start of the week was slow, but I found some good transitives in the start of the week, actually. Yeah. Um, what oh, I fun. did was I did my math on this. You know, you, you lose all those games caucusing on on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. But, you know, those 40 games that we normally get, the 35 to 40 games, kind of just got split between Monday and Wednesday. That's what it felt But it like. also throws off the Thursday because if you schedule a game on Wednesday, you don't want to play back-to-backs unless you're Hill Murray and Edina, which yeah. we'll get to later yep. in the show. Yep. Um, okay, so I'm going to start off with my favorite team this year, Sartell 5, Fergus Falls 3. They're just like a gnat. They just follow you around. I, when I meet some Sartell kids at the tournament, I am, like, hugging them. Like, you are my heroes. <laughs> like They play work. everybody. They, they play, play a favorite. huge variety of teams, that's for sure. It, and the crossover is and great. Part of it's their conference. Part of it's they used to be A, so they have still A remnants on their schedule. Yep. And part of it's they're now mm-hmm. picking up the double A's. So it's this is the year, the Sartell year. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, Alexandro. World runs through Sartell. Yeah. It does. Uh, this just told me a lot about Fergus in the whole Sartell world. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alexandria 5, Little Falls 1. Yeah. Really tells the trajectory of these two teams. No one's interesting, surprised. right, Carl? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. interesting. It wasn't weird, though. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't weird. weird. It wasn't it was weird. Interesting. No, just interesting. Okay. That's so Minnesotan of you, Danny. Oh, thank you. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's interesting there. <laughs> um, Minnetonka 4, Duluth East 0. Did you want to talk about this one, Carl? <laughs> I'm not sure what there is to talk about. <laughs> okay, then we will move on. Um, I didn't mention the superior game for East. They won. That, that was more entertaining, actually. Yeah. And they had a big fight, which was cool. Fight? Really? Who got in a fight? Yeah. Who got in yeah, a fight? Goalie ejection and, and everything. Oh, that's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. That is entertaining. Xander Zinski got himself a, a, an instigation penalty at the game misconduct. So will he be, uh, did he miss the next game, too? Yeah, he missed Elk River. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Um. Okay, Southwest Christian 5, Mount West Tonka 4 in overtime. Why? 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 I will come back to to it. Uh, No, there's nothing to come back to. Okay, well, and there's not even interesting. There's something to note as well that Providence lost to Mount West Tonka 2. Okay. When? At the beginning of the year. Yeah, like game one. Okay. In November. Yeah. Okay. Next. Blake 5, Totino 2. Int- no, no, that's not uh, interesting. No? These are teams that are not top five in their section. 
Um, I only want to hear about teams that are top five, top four in their section. Stillwater three, St. Thomas Academy three in overtime. Those two teams hey, might not be game. in the top four of their yeah. section. Okay, uh, this is the first start uh, of the yeah. transitive Maple Grove thing that I alluded yeah, to earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and really, St. Thomas, if they didn't have a two-minute spurt where they scored three goals in the third period, they would have lost three nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. It was not. It wasn't great for St. Thomas in this game. Okay. Um, Max Nagel is skating again. He's been skating for a while. We'll just, yeah, uh, it, but know. he's not playing yet. No. Okay? So, um, in the Max Nagel watch that is yeah, at St. Thomas. Yeah. Um, Minneapolis two, Osseo one overtime. I'll come back to Osseo, okay? Yeah, I know we have another Osseo score coming. Yep. This is, this is why we're not the top 10 on Minneapolis, or top 5 on Minneapolis. Yes, correct. yes. Um, Bloomington, Jefferson 3, Kennedy 2. I was at the game. Thank you for putting that on there. Uh, Kennedy completely <laughs> Are they outplayed. top 5 in their no. top 4 nope. in their section? Neither. Neither are even close. Okay, thank you. But they're they are the number one and number two teams in this the city of which our uh, uh, <laughs> office is, is is played. Uh, is number one and located. two in hearts and minds. Yeah, it was a great game, uh, and Kennedy out totally outplayed him and got beat. So <laughs> it is. Oh. And, and here's one. I know Ty doesn't listen. If in case Ty listens to our show, I'm going to buzz his tower right now. So Kennedy's. Losing the whole game. They're down by a goal for much of the game. Sure. And talk about who's running the shot clock. Todd. Todd. Oh. So Kennedy, Kennedy's getting more shots to make it look like, wow. It complete, and they did outplay him. He didn't need the shot yeah. boosting to, in order to do this. So we'll see if Todd hears this part of the show. Kennedy deserved to win that game. End of story. Um, Matamidi 4, Eden Prairie 3. Um, ben Dardis made an unbelievable save to end the game, like on the goal line, sweeped it out. Really? Yeah, yeah. It it was <laughs> it was fun to see Matamidi skate with a very quality double A team, and they did it. They looked. Uh, I went into the game going, okay, are they the number three team? You know, they right. haven't had a quality win yet, really, except for St. Thomas and St. Thomas. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, yeah, this team's pretty good. This okay. team's a team to still be nervous about if you're Hermantown or War Road. Very nervous. Yep. Very nervous. All right. Roll it through. We're still on we're on Thursday now. Gentry 6, Holy Family 0. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an that's impressive. Grabbing. Yeah, it's an impressive that win. my eye, for yeah, sure. It's an impressive win. Yeah. For sure it is. Um. Prior Lake. I mean, if you're Hill Marie, you're just like, dude. Yeah. That scares you a little bit. Little bit. Does I, scare you a little bit. I have a lot of confidence in Hill right now. Right. But here's where it doesn't scare me. Who are they bringing to Aldrich to cheer against me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, White Bear well, brings the town. Yeah. White Bear sells out. Uh, yeah. No matter what, Stillwater sells out. Gentry's going to be tough. I don't. Here's I don't. Here's a question. Yeah. Like, you got a Hill Murray Gentry section final. Like, what do like the White Bear people do? Exactly. Yeah. 
They go <laughs> ice fishing. Who do you root for? They they go yeah. ice fishing. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. That's a good question for Zach. I'll, I'll ask Helverson that next time. Like, are we going to call that game? Oh, my gosh. That would pain him. <laughs> yeah, he would be so upset <laughs> by that question. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'll have to drive over during lunch on Wednesday to go get my ticket if no. that's the matchup. No, no, yeah. no. Um, Prior Lake 4, Rosemount 2. Yep. I thought uh, just judge had a good week. Probably yeah, I had another good win. We'll they did that. Uh, yeah. They did. I think I have that noted. Right. Um, Chaska four Eastview one. That's a score that's reflective of where those teams are at. I think that Chaska is yeah. on the rise. If remember now, their last loss was to Benilde on a fluke. Goal. And I was there. Right. I f- oh, gosh. Were you? Yeah, well, I'm just. I was there. I was there. Um, Tony was not at that game. I, I want to make sure that every time D- D- Danny makes the game, he needs to announce that he was there. Yes, because Tony was not there. Okay. And it's worth noting that. Um, the I think that the Hawks could end up with 20 wins this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could. Yeah. They've got the build again this week, and that's going to be huge. For both those teams, because Mild hasn't played anyone recently either. No, that'll be a good game. It will be. When it's is that? Is that Tuesday or Thursday? Saturday, maybe. Saturday. It is Saturday. It is. Yeah. I'll be in Iowa. Yeah. Oh, okay. I cool. won't see that game. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I think right now, Chaska could win three games in, in the sections. You think they'll win? They can go to state. I, they could win three games of they teams. They can go to state. They could win. I don't. Well, well, so could Chanhassen. So, so could Shakopee. So could Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Don't see that happening. I don't no, see. I don't see. I don't see Chaska making it to state. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I don't see it. Andover five. I think Minnetonka is going to make it. As of today, I think Minnetonka is going to state, and we haven't. Oh, we haven't talked about them. Like more than three cents. Yeah, I haven't year. seen them yet. I don't know. And I haven't seen I, them either. I saw them this past week, and it was, I don't know. They almost Carl put, they didn't almost even want to talk about that game two seconds I ago. I know. I think it's funny. We have not talked about how little skipper talk yeah. we've had this year. It's not like they're like no five and 15. No, Hannes is a good player. Yeah. It, it's, they're getting better. Yeah. They're they definitely had, getting better. They've if, just beat Wyzetta's, I mean, Carl's second favorite team. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. If Carl lived in the yeah, metro, they, they can beat Wyzetta. Can they beat anyone else? All right. Yeah. If Carl lived in the metro, he'd he would be definitely at, live at Pick. He would live in Medina, probably. Oh yeah. Sounds like Edina, uh, right? Where would you live? You'd live in Kenwood, probably. Well, he lived next to Lick Reliable. Yeah. 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 Kenwood. It would be like Kenwood, Linden Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Like A lot of masks. Yeah, a lot of mass. Not my Loring couple, Park neighborhood. A couple of Vax cards. Some, here you go. Some booster appointments. Here you, here you go. You know. I'm here for the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep stabbing me. That <laughs> keeps stabbing me. Keep going. What do we got, Danny? Let's roll. <laughs> oh, Sorry. And over five, Blaine, two. Blaine not is. What I expected. Yeah, Blaine is not in a good place. They are in a bad yeah. place right, right now. Yeah, so, trending so, down. So. 
Yeah, sell, sell hard. Yeah. Um, and this is where the Totino score comes back. Centennial five, Totino three, and if we remember Blake five, Totino two. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying with those, okay? Oh, I see what you're saying. So now you're going to make a transitive property to Centennial. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. I saw Centennial on Saturday. I think they're better than this score. Okay. Okay. Um, Delano eight, Mount West Tonka one. This is where I'm showing you the separation between now Delano and, and Southwest Christian. Christian. Yeah, and the kind of the middle of the pack to bottom of the pack of two. I feel like Danny's an artist here. He's explaining here. Here is where I'm showing you know the separation here. Yeah. And yeah. All the, yeah. The, the here's elements the, of my work. Uh, here's the contrast. The, the, the contrast yeah. here oh. and the saturation is over here. I brought up the yeah. saturation. The light and the dark. And yeah. The, the symbolism buried in the corner here. <laughs> the symbolism yes. buried in the corner. <laughs> Yes, lots of symbolism <laughs> Thank here. Thank you for that. I'm going to paint you another picture. Um, Elk River 5, Osseo 4. Painting the picture of Elk River. Ooh, that, that, that's an ugly picture. That's, that's, that's ugly a picture. gross picture. That is a gross picture of Elk River right now. Uh, yeah, so yeah. A limping elk on the side of the road. After <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not see that score. Yeah, that, nah, that's that's why I tune into this podcast. And sometimes. I got another Osseo score coming up too. I know, I know, I know this one. Yeah, All right. um, let's stop spinning that. That's, that's not spinning. Okay, um, Minnetonka one, Wyzetta zero, as we mentioned that's before. The biggest one of the big surprises. That's of the week. a big shocker of the week. I'd say th- uh, top three for sure. Yep. All right. It ruined Carl's life. It did. Well, yeah. Wyzetta. Did was that a things this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they got to number four, that was the. I, I, I use that exact phrase. Yep. Uh, when they got to number four, that was the uh, that was the kiss of death for the Trojans. Yeah, it yeah. does we, it every time. Yeah. <laughs> we pumped them hard last week. We did. Yeah, we, we did. Really did, and they got their comeuppance. Yep. All right. Maple Grove two, St. Thomas one. You and I were at this, and it was. Close, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought Toby Hop. I did it on my post game skate. Was the star of the game. I thought he made four or five key saves. Yeah, I agree. That game could have been a two-two, mm-hmm. three-two type game. Either way, which but, I was not expecting. Especially did you expect six to one. Yeah, he, he's yeah. been playing well. He was great in the Hermantown game too. Yeah, oh, Toby did. Yeah. It, and based on the yeah. Hermantown and Rapid scores, I expected them to score more than two goals against St. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's yeah. what yeah. my expectations there. And I thought Shep Heister, I don't know how to pronounce that. Matt. Shep Heister. Yeah. Uh, I thought he played well too. He did. He did. Really did. He's got a cool helmet too. So yes, he does. Danny, or both of you, is, is St. Thomas playing Mike Randolph's, you know, depth defensive hockey? No. Or are nope. They, no. Nope. It's open. No. Yeah, it looks more like a Lakeville North team. Yeah. Yep. It's it, open. Yeah. It is sure. definitely yeah. open still. Um. Hill Murray four, Edina three in overtime. You were at that one. Um, so this, I thought this was one of the better games that Edina played all season, and obviously one of the better games Hill did too. Um, Edina really, it was a hold on game, and Wyatt Worst got a penalty with like a minute forty six left. Goal for Hill. 
goal overtime. And I thought the so goal. So Edina choked it away at the end? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that detail. Yeah, yeah but they were holding, okay? It, yeah. It was, it was one of those things. I told Jazzy, we were both there, I said, they're going to score by the four-minute mark, and they're going to score inside the four-minute mark. It just happened to be inside yeah. the four and in overtime. And right. And a uh, shout-out to Edina for scoring a goal against uh, Hill Murray this year. Oh, yeah. it's, it's been four or five years, or three, four or five games at least. Yeah. So yeah. good on them. Uh, they yeah. got that monkey off their back. We talked to Trey about that. And, yep. uh, um, I'm not sure if that is on the show or not on the show. There's, yeah. Some of it gets mixed in. So, so, But they definitely knew of that before going into that game. And yeah. I thought this was good Edina. Okay, we saw Goody Dinah come out this weekend. Yeah. Um, which is uh, good to see in a 6AA discussion, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Duluth Denfeld 4, Sartell 3 in overtime. <laughs> it's just Sartell again. So this is – I'm going to say this is – It teaches me nothing. It teaches, teaches me, me nothing. nothing right now, but it's just – it need, these scores need to get mentioned because it's like, okay, Fergus lost the Sartell math girl meme. Okay, yeah. and then Denfeld beats – but Denfeld can't beat Rockridge. Like, what? Denfeld can't beat anybody good. No. Carl's mouth open, drooling right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Rozo, eight, east side, east Grand Forks, one. <laughs> I, I don't think we any of us saw a running time. Beat that problem. Yeah. Pounded them. Early in the season, we were like, okay, Rozo's at least got east side on their schedule. You know, yeah. like. Nope. <laughs> like that was bad. That's nope. the mighties have fallen. And insert another team into eight A. War Road four, Thief River Falls three. This would the most that that's the one that got my eyes popped the most. Yeah. This so, whole week. All the results, that's the one I was like, yeah. What? And so we've been kind of slowly talking about Thief uh, being a yeah. team to watch out for. And this is one of those scores. There was the shots were like fifty to twenty one, I think if I remember by the picture. Yeah. Um and by the way, if you didn't get your war road jersey, you didn't get a war road jersey this week. Did they sell out right away? I'm pretty sure. I I, yeah. I was texting with you my didn't bully. Get one? Okay. Yeah. I didn't get a white. I really considered it. You, yeah, that's all. You already have a black. You it, know, exactly. You, is it the same version, too? Uh, it, it's got to be close, uh, at least. It looks like the, the same. same. It, yeah. it is the my favorite jersey. Uh, I just was like, eh, I just don't feel like it. That's why I didn't get it. I've had, I have duplicates. I just didn't feel like it. All right. Um, but anyways, this one really stood out to me. Uh Section game when it matters, can Thief do something like this? I think they can. I, I, I'm more hard team to see. We rarely yeah. see Thief. Thief or Falls for a team that's been decent the last 15 years. Yeah, we've seen mm-hmm. a play probably a total of between the three of us, probably like four games. Non state tournament. I've no, never including se- state tournament. Yeah, I've Other never seen tournaments. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen Thief outside the state tournament. And I think Brianna was the one, no. if she's not in our threesome yeah. here, but she was the one who got them in St. Cloud for the for Jersey Project. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't see them very often. No. They're almost invisible. Yeah, they're like an international fall. I've seen yeah. international falls in person. Out, prowling. Uh, yeah, prowling. Uh, yeah. But 
you think about it like Berglund has done a great job with that program. Oh, yeah. And, and this isn't a youth program that oh, dominates yeah. as any success at all. Yeah. So something happens between Bantams and high school where they are a threat to these to the two. Now, the youth programs from World and Eastside have been doing well the last 5, 10 years, all, of, all throughout our YHH era. You Can know. I ask you guys a question? Do you have more faith right now in Thief River Falls or Detroit Lakes in this section? I'm a thief for sure, thief. just because of the coaching and not, not taking nothing away from Detroit Lakes coaching staff because I think Ben's done a great job there. But, I mean, this is Tim Berglund. I mean, he's been there for 20-plus years. So And I just – the history behind programs always serves is something in sections. I think it does. I think it does too. Um, so this was a definite shocker, and if you're War Road, get nervous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah and that thief, section and seating is going to be. And, Go ahead, Carl. Right, because Thief lost to Detroit Lakes. Yes. So in theory, they're the fourth seed. Yes. So they would be playing War Road in a semi. And East Grand beat Detroit Lakes. Remember earlier in yeah. the season, yeah. this section seating between yeah. two, three, and four. I don't know who's going to get what, and yeah, if what everybody right. wants to avoid the four, you know, they yeah. don't want to be, they don't want to play world in the semis, yeah. right? I mean, on paper, it's pretty easy to just put East Grand at two, Detroit Lakes at three, East at four. E- right? Yeah, yeah, That's we'll see. But there's going to be a lot of lot gerrymandering of for that. There's going to be some discussions. There will for sure be some discussions there. Yeah, no question, no question. Um. For me, it's okay. fun. Sorry, uh, it's fun when you can talk about four seeds in a in a class A section. Yes, that yes. Have, that have yeah. each had a mark, made their mark, and, and we've been doing that all year. It feels like with two, and two. I'll, I'll say sure. another one in two. Litchfield four, Southwest Christian one. So I think Litchfield is pushing their way up right now. Yeah. Oh no, that you earned that one. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, of the spinnies. That's Bla- a spinny. Um, Blake, two, Breck, one. <laughs> Who cares? Who, Who cares? cares? Who cares? Who but- cares? Nobody cares. Okay. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Andover, or not Andover, Alexandria, six, Denfeld, four. In Duluth. In Duluth. And I don't think it was even that close. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so like this is yeah. this is again one of these impressive Alex wins. Alex in Northfield are two teams that I do not want to play at this state tournament, and yeah. add Delano into that mix too. But yeah. uh, you know, side note, uh, we that have a be the four or five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Side note, we have a new correspondent in Duluth because Carl only goes to one. School. Only goes to one. So we had a we have a guy named Anthony Miller who he's done a lot this weekend. He did some Proctor Hermantown girls. He did the Denfield Alex game, and he did some Squirt games. He's done a lot. Of, it, 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 he needs a little refining. In fact, I'm going to rip him right now <laughs> on air. He cited. The Let's Play Hockey rankings, 7 uh, and 10 in that Alex game. I'm like, ah, dude, you work for us. Use our rankings. You know, so that's if you're on our yeah. website <laughs> in our Twitter feed. But I'll, I'll get him. He's that got name a, is familiar, though. Anthony Miller. He played a, for – I think he played for Marshall. Yeah, I remember this name. Yeah, yeah. nice kid. We had his, his job he's, interview. He's yeah. His if we had recorded his job interview, it would be historic. Some of the things that he said in the job interview were funny, really funny. So, 
We asked him his writing experience. He says, I wrote a book report once, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> Find them up. I They're found good. Miranda, YHH. Miranda found a meme from Glassdoor, you know, where it's like, what was the interview process like? The interview process was easy. What was the question? How's your dad doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so all right. Uh, anyway, more games. To my point, Alexandria was up five to one in that Benfield game. Okay, yeah. okay, that says what we need to know yeah. there. Um, yeah, and over four Centennial one, and if Jack Fuller was not in net, this game would have been running time. Really? That dominant? That This was the best first period of hockey I have seen this year. I will say this, um, and that's the reason I want to see them on Tuesday. Peter saw Andover recently. We were both there together. And he said to me, you have seven votes for uh, Mr. Hockey this year because you get seven on your ballot. Yeah. He goes, mm-hmm. Weston Knox better be one of your yeah. seven. Yeah, he is. He's a lock he's a in, in my book. Yeah. yeah. He is He is very good. He's not Wyatt Kaiser good, but he is very good. He's better than Mitchell Wolf. Yeah. Let's put it yeah. that way. And, and he, might, he has, I think he's a future in football too, so I'm not sure what he's even decided if he's going to play mm. hockey or football. Tough tough life, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to play football or hockey. I think know? big schools are looking at him. Yep, I think so too. Um, yep. Should see his little brother, Dylan. Oh, Defenseman or? Defenseman. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's so good. So good. Uh, Delano 2, Armstrong Cooper 1. Delano was Killed them in the shots category. Is, is Armstrong back to double A? I think so. I feel so. like we lost them back to the I, dark side. I think so. I love them in A. I know. Them in A. I love the first rings suburb teams in A where they got a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah. You but know? I think they're in the double A now. Ouch. Um, Holy Family 6, Blaine 2. This again goes to Blaine's toilet bowl. But Holy Family's doing well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know we know they're, they're gonna be the, we know they'll be Gentry. the uh, but they got shut out by Gentry yeah. too. So I'm just uh, yeah. this is again in the pain. Pesky, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Maple Grove five, Stillwater three, with an empty net goal. So for me, Stillwater, St. Thomas, Maple Grove right now are all equal, and I don't see them where Carl's rankings. Question? Yes. Statement? Yes. Uh, one thing that we left out, a, a fact that oh, we left okay. out. okay. Yes, sorry. A fact that we left out is Landon Gunderson was injured in practice early last week and yes. did not ah. play against St. Thomas Academy and did not play against um, uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. So, yeah. uh, Maple Grove, when they're out players, and they have been out players at yeah. certain points this year, oh, yeah. they are a much different team. Yep. And uh, it is true. I had a guy yesterday, yeah. uh, we'll call him uh, South Suburban Conference guy, uh, <laughs> say that he thought that Finn Brink was the best player in the state. That was his statement. I like that. Wow. I was like, What? And I thought Finn was probably the best player on the ice that I saw in that. Yeah, he in scored that game. a very good power play. I thought ball. he was very good, and I agreed. I, I I agree that he's a, one of the better players in the state, best player. That's a little strong, but I thought it was a 
and I, and I and I, this guy's a smart guy, so he likes what he sees in Finn Brink. So there you go, Carl. What were you gonna say? Yeah, yeah. I think Maple Grove does well when they do the Lee Smith one, 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 yeah. one, one. one. So if they ride Brink and Gunderson and Giuliani, Giuliani, I mean, that top line is tough to stop. And yeah, they've got good D on that. And the thing two. about it is, and it's not that they don't have depth, but. That top line is good. They don't have scoring depth, but they definitely have depth. There's no question about it. There yeah. Are, there are yeah. some – there are kids on the JV, like Luke Giuliani, Josh's little brother. That kid's a varsity player, and he's not even getting varsity minutes at Maple Grove. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeville South 7, Shakopee 4. I was there. I was at that game, Carl. Carl, did I tell you? I was at that game. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, tell me about how you were at that game. I was at that game. I was I, at that game. I like to say. And Danny wasn't at that game. I like to say so we show what we were at. Oh, Tony. okay. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, not much to report here other than the last two minutes got a bit entertaining and post game. I wasn't paying attention post game handshake between Josh Storm and Calvin, but I guess it got a little uh, animate, animated there. Yeah. So. Um, boring game. I, that's all I'm going to say. And then at the end of the game, it got interesting. It was like seven to two, and Shakopee got. Two I think I think Lakeville South had at least five, maybe six penalties in the last four minutes. Go look at that. Uh, think that that score on the the hub. You'll see a ton of penalties against South, and they got a couple goals. Uh, words got a little mixed between coaches on when they were on their benches and after the game. But other than that, it was a pretty darn boring hockey game. Yeah, and we kind of talk about this a little bit. Yeah, they're heavy. They're so heavy. We talk about it in in the interview too. Which uh, yeah. is after this, isn't it? So you've already heard about yes. the game. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we record in all oh, times. Yeah, zones. yeah, exactly. Okay. Here's the score that you didn't know about. Creighton one, Eden Prairie zero. Ooh. Yeah. So they've just made enough pars to yeah. to hang on. Yeah. 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 That was a yeah. seventy five with no yeah. no birdies. Yeah, no birdies. Yeah, no birdies. Not no, yeah, no bogeys. Just mm-mm-mm. yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. a bad hole, and that was it. Yep. Yeah, I. Yep. This scares me a little bit, but what does more this week for- tell you about? Oh, oh okay. It's because we they don't make our top ten ever. Where did Eden Prairie end up with a lot with two losses like that? Did they go south of fourteen, or did they keep them at fourteen? Where where is their where is their handicap? They're- 14. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can move them away from that. I they, really don't. And and there's and the issue is there's no one below them who is pushing. I mean, I put Tonk at 15 this week because they're maybe up, but Eden Perry is holding on Pete and Tonk up, so they're not going to go get behind them. Right. And they are beyond that. It's like Stillwater, Gentry, Prior Lake. Still, yes. They are a Mendoza line. They are. They are the Mendoza line. They are the Mendoza line for sure. I agree. They've been it all year. Yeah, they've been on you, and they cannot. You know, even beating a diner twice does not get you in the because of their losses. No, it's the of, Mendoza line. I agree. It, it is okay. They're quality, but they're good. They're serviceable. But yeah, they're... and that one nothing tells me all I need to know. If Eden Prairie makes the state, that's the team you don't want to mm-hmm. get paired with. No, because they're going to be not hungry. They do, yeah, they they have so much to play for. 
Yes. Um, Farmington 3, Rosemount 2. That's the one. Oh. That's OT? Was it OT, too? No, I don't. No, they hung on. They, they hung, hung on. on. Yeah. That's was one of the three that's shockers a, of the that's week. That's a face palm. Minnetonka, and then what was the other one? Um, There's another one in there that we talked about quite a bit today. The, the Minnetonka yeah. over Wyzetta was one, and there was another one in there. Uh, Thief River Falls. Yeah. This is the and other Warrow. one. Warrow. This yeah. is the third. Warrow. Those are the three most important scores of the week. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, we have a pick 'em with Rosemount coming up <laughs> that we made before this score. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And that tells me that Farmington is is not a team you want to mess with. Yeah, and so you have Hastings there. Yeah, and Farmington. That section meeting just got interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah, it did. It did. Sure. Yeah. Prior Lake Seven, Lakeville North Two. To go on your section meeting got interesting. This yeah, Lakers. Where are they? They're out of your. Are yeah. they out of the top? Are they are they in the t- teens yet? They are in the teens now. Yeah, for the first time in a long time. They're okay. <laughs> Casino. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. They're on a nice little streak. Making yeah. some money again. Yeah. <laughs> Making some money. Yeah. About to hit section Saturday and. <laughs> Push Crops. it all in. Yes. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Seven. Again. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, yeah, true. All right. St. Michael, Elbertville, three. Monomedi, two, as we said before. That was a that, head scratch. That wasn't in the top three, but that one caught my eye. That's for sure. That one's a w- interesting, weird, interesting, yep. you know, as oh I Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do you get a double interesting, weird? Yeah. Drink. Oh, my God. I'm under the table now. <laughs> um, Grand Rapids 5, Wyzetta 3. This was an eye popper for me. That Nice win for Rapids. That's. And they all shot him, too, so they were apparently controlling play to some extent. Yeah. I, I'll see them on Friday, and I'm very yeah. interested in that. Yep. Yep. Tuesday will be Real interesting. Yes. Um, Moorhead 5, Rogers 2. Again, that's an eye popper for me. It's about what I expected, though. I thought Rogers was going to possibly win this game, especially uh, against the, the way they played I would have had it as 4-2. I would have had it as 4-2. That was at Rogers, too, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was at Moorhead f- ran out to a pretty big lead. Yeah, so. It was it was at four o'clock, so I couldn't make the double double type yeah. of thing. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it tells me Rogers is still this the Rogers Centennial Maple Grove Champlin, you know, type of thing. That's uh, that's gonna be a he almost Saturday. Said, he almost said weird, Carl. I, I saw he like that's yeah. He was weird. he caught himself. Yep, he I caught myself. Weird. Holy Angels, three, Osseo, two, overtime. <laughs> oh. Wow. Osseo's on a nice little run here. We, we've said Osseo like like three times this week. I should like, have, oh, that's a bad score, but maybe Osseo's okay. Should have brought the Osseo jersey today. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. Holy Trent Clatt. Yeah. Show three times. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ghost of Trent Clatt coming yes. down the haunt. Holy Angels. <laughs> And then Northern Lakes four, Cambridge Isanti two. 
this would make my top ten scores of the week for sure. Yeah. That one was the yeah. dagger to it's the like Blue Ca- Jackets. Cambridge. No, no. I, I talked to a couple of kids before the Little Falls game, and I was like, Monticello, you guys are better than that. And they're like, oh, we are. We are. Trust me, we are better than that. And they proved it in the Little Falls game. You did not prove it today. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no. Goodbye. Um, and then Edina three, Hill Murray one. We didn't watch this game, but it, what this tells me is Edina took the momentum that they had in the play that they had the day before. Yeah, and it was close yeah. for a while, but still. So it, Hill, though, I will say on Friday. Looked very, very good. Offensive zone control. Their breakouts were crisp. Bagley played very good um, on the D side, and I, I was impressed by them. All right. We're getting – that game was like at midnight last night. That's the on last Saturday. game I got. That's got to be the that's last little, one. That's I'm the like, last could game. Could there be another game after no, that? I, I could I, not I, No, I looked at other games that came in at night, and none of them caught my eye. Um. Uh, I think it's interesting to point out uh, all these games that we're we're seeing here. Is it leads into we should give a little bit of a tease to next week's Mister Hockey. We we've we've yeah. thrown out Weston mm-hmm. Knox already as a name. Anyone got another guy that you've seen this year that you think deserves? Because I think this is going to be the hardest year for ballot holders to make. A case. Who's a, who's going to make a case? Let's just give – I gave you my guy I think is going to make a ballot. If you guys had ballots, uh, what's the one guy mm-hmm. you think is going to make your ballot? Okay. Danny. Um, this uh, is Dylan, not – Dylan Godbout. You got Dylan Godbout? Really? Yeah. Okay. It, and I think Dylan Godbout will make a lot of people's ballots yep. for, you know – He checks all the boxes. Checks a lot of boxes. Yep. And so – um, but is it, he on central scouting? Yep, he's one um, one forty nine. Okay, all right, all right. I think Leo Gruba might be another one that could get a Leo get Gruba well. was one hundred on the midterm scouting. Yeah. He's not committed right now, but Leo will be. Yeah. Okay. So that was you. Your choice was Godbout, right? Yeah. Makes your ballot. Yeah, I, I I'll save. I'm not um, sure Dylan makes my 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 ballot for sure. I I gotta I'll, look uh, through them all. I gotta look at stats. I gotta look at. I, I I will save who I think will win Mr. Hockey for next week. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you get a ballot, you get seven votes. Who's one of going to be like Weston Knox is on my ballot. Who is on your ballot? And you said Dylan mm-hmm. Godbutt's on yeah, your ballot. Yeah, I don't. Ballot. I don't want to say like the no. locks that I think. No, but no, I'm just one. Yeah. I just want one from your ballot. Yeah. Yeah, I said I said Weston Knox. You Carl. said Dylan Gabba. Who do you say? Who says you, Carl? I'm saying Adam Marshall. Wow! You see, this is where it's going to get really it's interesting. It's going to get really interesting next week. Mm-hmm. So really interesting this week. Last year, when I was making my spreadsheet, I had 31 names. This year, I have 24. And it's uh, tough. of those 24, it took me a lot to just get to that point, too. Um, and I am one of those 24 is Max Nagel because you know he will get votes from some people who only saw him play in the Elite League. That's going to be tough. And, and that's that's one of those things. Max is one of my favorite kids. I, we'll say, a... Go ahead, Carl. So I, I had a, a discussion with someone who is involved in selecting Mr. Hockey voters. And um, in this discussion, you know, I kind of asked this person, well, are the, are the votes being driven by 
should we be looking at things like central scouting and next level potential? And the answer was no. Yeah, because it's it be based on what is done in high school. Yeah. So I'm a voter. I've been given no instructions other than a link. So I could have put in seven kids from Minneapolis last year because I'm a big Minneapolis guy, and nothing would have been done. Yeah. So Obviously, I didn't do that, but the cases I've been given no instructions as to who to vote for or how to vote. I, I want to listen to um, Marty's interview again that we did with him last year. Yeah. And kind of just so I can get some of the phrases and terminologies again. The and, and the questions that... Marty with the Minute Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that we asked him. Because we asked him a lot of good questions. And so um, I want to ask that uh, or refresh that everybody interview. with yeah. that uh, knowledge. It would be solid. That but would be solid. I... I can tell you right now that next week is going to be very hard for us, and we're going to have a lot of debate. And every kid that we mention is worthy of being. Do we even have a guest on next week? We won't have a coach. We might have have a player. But the, our middle segment, like between uh, news and top ten, will be um, uh, we'll Mr. Hawkey. And it'll be good because there's entering the season, we had no mm-hmm. idea, and it's just as hard after seeing. You know, 80% of the game is still hard. It's hard because there's only five players with college commits um, right now that are seniors. seniors. Um, really? Yeah. And not all of those, I would and one of those is Nagel, okay? Yeah. And that's uh, not to harder. harp on yeah. Max Nagel here. It just makes it hard to throw him out of the discussion He uh, because he's going to get votes from people. Right. And that's that's the difficult part about Mr. Hockey predictions. He definitely will. So uh, before we move into our final segment with uh, Trey Fetchko and Pickums, just quick shout out to Red and Black League for their support of our programming. I mean, it's been a long time they've been on a, on this show. Uh, it's a great league, spring league, both boys and girls. Check it out, redandblackleagues.com. Great uh, opportunity for kids, especially the ninth and 10th grade kids who are not getting invited to the Elite League or, or don't have opportunities after the HP process is over. This is an awesome opportunity to play 20 games, stats tracked, uh, bring a crew of your buddies from whatever, Champlin. Or Sartell. Sartell or wherever, wherever you're from. Dina, it doesn't matter. They'll take anybody. Um, they'll put together, a, they'll, they'll evaluate evaluate players based on where they played to make a nice even game. You'll get a good game, 20 in the spring, 20 in the fall. Check it out, redandblackleagues.com. Danny, do you want to take it away to an interview with Trey Fetchko? Well, thank you, Tony. We're joined here in studio with senior forward from Edina, Trey Fetchko, and Arizona State commit, too. We'll talk doing? about that. Good. How are you guys? Good. We got your brother here, too, Marcus. He's <laughs> yeah. just hanging out. He's going to look through the book as well. So if we, uh, we we can maybe even, you know, give him crap at some point during this show, it'll be a successful show. Oh, for I, sure. I literally just said that we shouldn't swear, and then you just <laughs> drop that. First sentence, just get <laughs> it out there, right? <laughs> get it out of the way. All right. Oh. So okay. let's talk about Trey Fetchko, because you don't fit the traditional Minnesota kid, grew up. You know, the you're not here. one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're not one of us. But you are now. I think after yeah. six years, you definitely qualify as one of us. Um, but you had a kind of a, a strange trip. How did you first get involved in hockey? What state were you living in, and where? How did you? How that happen? So I was actually I was born in New Jersey. So and then when I was about two or three, moved to Arkansas. My mom <laughs> yeah, got a lot of kids from is... Arkansas playing hockey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So <laughs> there was two ranks in the whole state. Oh wow. 
And it just so happened one day my parents were getting me ready for baseball, and they're like, oh, like, what sports are you going to play? So one of my buddies, I forget his name, comes over wearing his hockey gear. And I'm really? Like, I'm like, that looks sick. I want to try that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. So they get me some pads. Like, some people helped out. They like, got some stuff together, and I just went on the ice, and – I just loved it. Like from so the was start. this in Little Rock then? Uh no, it was Rogers, Arkansas. Okay. It was where, All right. where it was. It's called the Jones Center. All right. So it was like in Bentonville yeah. area. Like yeah, that yeah. old and um yeah, so I got playing there. I was playing on we were called like the Northwest uh Arkansas Ice Hogs or something. Really? So we had a How old were you? Yeah, I was five, six years okay. old. All right. So okay. a little later. And then um so then yeah, played played there for a year. Uh, started to get better. I was working out with my dad. My dad had no idea how to play hockey too. <laughs> right. So like he, he's like hot. He had no idea what it is. So he's like Googling stuff, like how to stick handle, how to skate. And he's just taking me at 5 a.m. to the Jones Center in the morning. And we're just skating, like learning all these drills, getting throwing cones out there. He's telling me skate through them. I'm like, all right, like let's, let's try this. And oh then I, start, I started getting better. And then, um, Somebody, there was a camp, the guy's name was Mark Scott, so he was like an ex-pro uh, player. Yep. Comes down, he's like, I have a team that he can play for in Springfield, St. Louis. So yep. I went up there, played, did really well, played there, and then my mom ended up getting transferred back to um, uh, Pennsylvania. Yep. So I lived in Doylestown, I played a few years there, and then when I was in sixth grade, moved to Minnesota, and then... The rest is history. So, did you was the move because of hockey? For because I know you you have another little brother too, Dimitri, right? Dimitri, yeah. So, was it the move a little bit more about hockey because the three brothers, or or was it because your mom? I know your mom works with Target or for Target or something like that. Yeah. So, it was a little bit more of a move professionally, and it was, hockey yeah, it was, was a bonus. It was more professionally, yeah. And we had a lot of family back there in New Jersey. That's where my mom's parents live and stuff like that. So, we had a lot of relatives. So, it was just kind of move closer to home and right. stuff like that. But it was more professionally. So, when, she, when you moved to Minnesota what did you think when they said Minnesota did I was you have like, any idea what you were moving into I had no idea I played in one tournament with the machine orange um in Minnesota and I'm like you know I like it here like we won the tournament I'm like oh it might be you know a good place and then yeah it might be easy yeah. <laughs> and then uh yeah we moved here it was it was new I didn't know anybody but I ended up going to breakaway academy and uh, that's where I kind of, you know, started to learn, like, meet a lot of people in hockey and stuff like that. So it was a really good transition. And so when like you that. were living in Doylestown and doing a lot of the tier, we'll call it the tier one, where you're up and yeah. down, you're on the road every night, every, every weekend. weekend, right? Yeah, every every weekend, weekend, you're either on a plane or you're driving four hours or two hours or whatever yeah. to get a good game, right? Right, for sure. Here you moved here, you're playing for Chaska Chan. Was that your first year? No, you okay, you, your first year here, you played Team Minnesota and went to Quebec, right? Yeah, and that was through Minnesota Made, so I played in the Choice League and stuff like that. So. Right, so you didn't really figure it out until the next year, yeah. and you were like, Wiz Wyatt finalist, State champion scored game winning goal in the state turn. Yeah, I mean, like, was- <laughs> did you thinking like, wow, I kind of like this place. Yeah, no, I loved it. But like, the one thing that was different is so we're playing tier one. All the games are on the weekends, right? So like, they come to me like the schedule comes out. We have a game on a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> we're playing on a Tuesday. Like, I have school the next day. Like, like, like I've never done this before. Usually it's Sundays. You play in the morning and then you got to drive back to where like yeah. your house or whatever and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, we're playing on a weekday. Like this is crazy. Like, like I'm like I kind of like this. So you get more games and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it was great. That team, that Chaska team, was great. We had so many great players on it, and we were just a great team. And that year we were. 
it was just a super fun season. Yeah, there was a lot of it was. It seemed like if I recall that year, it really was. There were two halves and the rest. It was you and Chesk and and Ossie Maple Grove. Yeah, that was. And was every game, yeah. every game was a battle. And this one obviously went to OT, and you got the game winner. Yeah, that was it. Was a crazy game. Definitely one like I'll never forget. Like that was probably the best game I've ever played in. Like it was. They went up two nothing in the first period. And we're like on the bench for all dejected. We're like, because this team, they were so dominant at that time. Yeah. Like they were the number one. We were two. It was flip flop. And then it was like, we got one. And then we got another one in the third. And we're like, all right, we're in overtime. We, we can win this. <laughs> and then um, Mr. Snuggerud sat us down. He was our coach at the time. And he's like, yeah, you guys can win this game. Like, and he was just giving us confidence. And we went out and Zach Selton fed me right in front of the net, buried it. And, we were just celebrating. We were so happy. Like, we yeah. got that win. It was an awesome, awesome tournament. Awesome yeah. game for you guys. I think it's kind of funny because, like, I quit hockey when I was little because I didn't want to wake up at 6 in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, But you're mad that you have to play on a Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It was just different. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, no. I've never yeah. done that before. So, and then you're going to Breakaway Academy where – you know, your field trip isn't to the Liberty Bell. It's to the to the wild, right? <laughs> yeah, You're going right, to the, the XL wild. Energy yeah. Center. It, like, yeah. it was kind of like a little bit like hockey heaven. Moving oh, here, yeah. It? No question. Yeah, we were on the ice hour and a half to two hours a day, and it was fun. The education's great there, too. And honestly, like, uh, the player I am today, like, I got to credit a lot of my success to them. Like, if I wasn't on the ice that much and – like learning from all the older guys that were there, I wouldn't be where I am today. So you went straight from that PWA championship team to a, a high school team that wasn't necessarily, I mean, they were a, 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 a wagon. That was yeah, a really good team. Sure, really you yeah. were three seconds away from making to the state tournament. Yeah. You know, what were you thinking? You're sitting at Mariucci Arena and you're, you know, a period away from making to the state tournament. This is like a, like a, like a, heaven for you right i mean yeah, well, it, it was, obviously turned out didn't yeah. turn out great but it was pretty good pretty good setting going from from all this it's just been it's been a pretty nice run here yeah for sure and that team was so great too those guys kind of like showed me the way like the seniors on that team they were so good they brought me right into the team right away and usually when you have a guy that young like it's like kind of hard to find your niche but they were just so welcoming and it was a great experience and then the next year was even better. Like we we were rolling, and we ended up making the section final again. Surprisingly, yeah. we weren't as That's good. That's when as you beat Minnetonka the next the yeah, revenge game. Right? Yeah, for sure. We were definitely ready for that one. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think a lot of credit for my high school career goes to some of those seniors when I was in eighth grade. Like kind of showing you the way. Yeah, showing me the way. Their leadership. It was it was great. All right, so let's go through your decision to to choose Arizona State. I mean. Danny and I were you were joking yeah. like man you've lived in just about every state yeah right How every did you, time zone every time zone so <laughs> so what was it about the the program at Arizona State that attracted you there well the big thing was it was the coaching staff how on upfront and honestly were during the whole recruiting process like I was talking to a lot of different colleges and stuff visiting a lot of places but. It was just like, I just felt like there was a super strong connection with the coaching staff, and I really liked it, and I really felt they were super honest with everything they were telling me and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, just a super strong connection with them, and I liked what they were doing with the program, and, like, be the tradition is their motto. Like, I want to be a part of that. Like, it's like, it's 
it's it's a great atmosphere down there. For sure. Be one of the legacy guys in the program, right? Who kind yeah, of started absolutely. it and got it yeah, all for rolling. Sure. So Coach Powers, I've gotten to know a little bit through him coaching his daughter's teams uh, over the past couple of years. And one of the things that really struck me about working with him is how professional he is. He seems to be the guy that's got all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed. I'm sure that was part of it, but what, what what's your takeaway with Coach Powers? What do you like about Coach Powers? And yeah, I what think, are you looking forward to? Like, you're absolutely spot on with that. Like, I really like, again, like how I said before, like super upfront, honest, professional, everything. I love the way he coaches and stuff like that. But just the way, like, even in his interviews after, like, a tough loss, how he handles himself, like the team, like, you know, like it's just always, always about the team. And that's what, like, I really like about, like, the way he coaches and stuff like that. And he's just a great person, too. Great so he's guy. got a pretty solid TikTok game, too. Uh, have you seen him <laughs> dance on TikTok or sing on TikTok? Is, no, I have, I have not. Do you no. believe me that he's on TikTok? I would believe it. You yeah, did believe it. Like <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Unless it's been deleted. Yeah. No. I, yeah. You know, it's weird what daughters can make a dad do. And this is what's one of those kind yeah, of dances sure. or something like that. And he's like, I can't believe you retweeted that. I'm like, that thing is gold. Are you kidding me? I retweeted that yeah, for, sure. for sure. So uh, he's a good guy. Do you know when you're going in? Have they told you yet? Or is it is it going to be a year out? And play with juniors, or are you going straight in next fall? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure yet. They leave that they left that door open for me, like to come in this year, but I'm not really sure. It's kind of up to them, like if they want me to play a year junior, or come in, like depending on like who leaves, who comes in, like you never really know in the college game. If you could ever explain what a national letter intent means and what, what <laughs> the paper's worth, then you could you you'd be a genius. You know, it's really difficult. It's just strange, yeah, right? For sure. Because you've, you've signed one. Yeah, I, I saw it on on social media. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that means he's going in. I'm like, well, not necessarily. He can defer a year or something like. Is, right. Can you explain yeah. that or what your understanding is? Yeah, my understanding. I think they can in the summer or something. If you're not coming in, I think that they you sign like an ex- extension or something. But you don't really say like tell anybody about it. But like you sign an extension okay. for the next year or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's that. complicated. Like, yeah, oh, it's, it's weird. I wish it was just if you signed. Then, yeah. then they go in that next fall. But well, yeah. still, you never know exactly. Yeah. Hockey yeah. is the only sport like this. Correct. Yeah, yeah because there's no juniors for basketball foot, or for football foot. or yeah, any of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you sign a national letter in tap for track, you're not you're not <laughs> yeah. playing juniors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in Bozeman this year and then next year. Yeah, yeah. Cedar Rapids <laughs> junior track team. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't happen. It is yeah. weird. That is definitely a weird uh, part of hockey. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, your move from, we talked about Holy Family, your move from Holy Family. What was the attraction? Because there's lots of different great reasons to play at Edina High School. I mean, obviously the barn, the tradition. Yeah. The jerseys. The team, the jerseys, <laughs> everything, you name it. What was it about that made you move from, from Holy Family to Edina? Well, I'd say the move from there, it was all, I just wanted to play for Coach Giles, and he's just such a legendary coach, and I just thought, like, that'd be super cool if I had the opportunity to play for him, especially my high school career, and especially, like you guys said, the tradition at Edina, like, it's so intimidating going in there. Like, I remember we played them when I was in eighth and ninth grade at Holy Family, and it's like, we were playing them in the turkey trot, Yeah, but it's, you're still coming in, you see those green uniforms, and it's just like, like, that's like the top. Like even when they're down, like it's still like the top. Like you got to play against Edina. Like it's stuff like funny. That. Like he moved here in sixth grade, and he can feel it. He felt yeah, the aura. Yeah. It's yeah, just that like intimidation factor. Like you could even see it when we play teams coming into our barn. It's like like 
It's worth it, a goal in yeah, some games. For sure. Yeah. It is. I would bet it is. So what's the one thing about uh, Coach Giles that, you know, nobody would know or, or, or the one thing that after you've been there a couple of years like you have that, that someone wouldn't know about Coach Giles? So, I mean, a lot of, he has that image, like, that he's, like, unapproachable and, like, uh, like super, like, you know, like, yeah, basically just unapproachable. But I'd say he's probably the nicest guy I've ever talked to. Like, he's best coach, like, cares about his players, always in there having conversations with the guys. Like, you can always talk to him if you have, like, a question or if, like, problems, anything. Like, you could just go and talk to him. And, like, that's – he's, like – the nicest guy I think I've ever played under. Uh, what I what I would my takeaway with Coach Giles, see if you agree with this, is he's fully vested into the players. Absolutely. He want, he's yeah. wants Absolutely. he wants what's best for his players, and it's not just a nine to five job. Absolutely. This is his deal, right? Yeah, and it's all about development and all about like making the team better, making the players better, and that's why like some of these games, like you know, we'll lose a close one. Like it's not like you get super hard and on the guys, and like you're, you're ripping into them. It's like all right, like this is a learning experience. Like let's let's get ready for the next one and we go to practice and our practices are super hard. Like we skate, yeah, skate a lot out. and uh, battle and stuff like that. But uh, our game is super structured and that's just, we play the way he wants us to play. Does he ever, this is curious. Uh, yeah. Does he ever tell you stories about when he played? And do you know anything about when he played? Uh, not really. I mean, in the past he might've, I know have a few of the guys the have said on him? Or elite prospects? I've seen, yeah, he played for a long time, many years in the NHL. But, yeah, like, bits and pieces here, but we don't really, like. He doesn't dwell on it. No, not okay. at That's, all. It, it's interesting. I'm just curious. I, 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 yeah. I've never heard if he does or he doesn't. You he know? was a very tough-hitting defenseman. He yeah. was, he had a. He, yeah, we've seen some highlights from Coach Giles, for sure. Check. You have to check and him just going, going after guys. But he's really super tough guy. Well, yeah. for somebody Kurt's size. Too, because he's not tall, yeah, right? To be a twenty-year or something vet, yeah, he was. He was really good, really and good. he played yeah. for the Bulldogs. Yep. Well, yeah, well, the Bulldogs were very good, yeah, too. Very and sure. so it, very it's good. also worth noting that. All right, uh, where do we want to go with this one, Danny? We got Pickums too. We have more any well, questions can, about this year's team? You yeah, can we t- let's talk about this year's team a yeah. little bit? Yeah. It, it's yes. been a it's been a weird year. I think it started off you guys winning the t- turkey trot. Uh, and, and I think we vaulted you to number one, like right. And out I of think the game, everybody right? did. Yeah. And this speaks to Edina's reputation that yeah. people are like, "Oh, Edina beat Maple Grove; they're number one." And everybody, you know, jumped on that train. And it's not been that easy this season, right? Uh, let's talk about kind of the ups and downs. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that has to do with like I think we play the toughest schedule in the state. Like you we do. have so many top games every week. Like we know it's going to be a battle. And Co- Coach Giles, he does that for a reason. Like he wants us to be battle tested come playoffs. And I think a lot of that has to do with our team this year. Is it's the dynamic is so like so much different. We have a lot of sophomores, a lot of seniors, a lot of young guys getting their first taste of varsity hockey. So that's like always a big change right away. But I think like. We've shown flashes for sure. Like yeah, Grand Rapids second yeah, period. Yeah, Grand right? Rapids second period. Prior late Lake, third period. Yeah. Lakeville South third period. Lakeville South, yeah, all those games. and St. Thomas first period. Yeah. St. Thomas second period. Yeah. St. Thomas third period. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I think we're super close to breaking through that barrier of being like that almost like inconsistent team. Like I feel like we're really coming together. And even though we had a tough loss last night against Hill Murray, I think like – 
we're breaking through. And that was still a very quality game by you guys. I don't yeah. think that game didn't tell me that you guys are a bad team. That told right. me that you were competitive and he'll push the whole way yeah. in that game too. Absolutely. Um, now, do you guys look forward to sessions? Are you? Do you have that on the horizon right now? Yeah, absolutely. Because we only have five, four or five games left. We're obviously thinking about it last few weeks and. We had a few games against a few teams that we're probably going to have to beat to get to the state tournament. And, you know, we always have conversations about, like, those teams. Mm-hmm. We're watching them, seeing how they're doing, watch some film on those guys, and getting prepared for it, for sure. Okay. What uh, – so you've played now. You've been here for s- six years. You got your little brother, Marcus, looking through these pictures of all uh, – Matt Matt Jasper's home ice book. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask him what his favorite barn is. I, I think we already know it's Greenway, but what's yeah. what's your favorite place besides Braemar? What's your favorite place you've played in here? Um, well, I I like a lot of rinks. I don't. Braemar is obviously the number one. It's yeah. the most story for sure. But like I like Aldrich, the rink we played at last yeah. night. I actually like the Eden Prairie Community Center too. I Why is there that? A lot. Okay, that's a the, random. That's, that's, oh wow! See, like wow. That, it's a random rink, but I like like I love it. Like we beat them when they were number one last year there, and like I just. I train there all summer, like in the morning, skate there a ton, and I, I don't know. I like the ice there. Like it's it's just a it's a nice rink. This is the like, first. I, I that's know. that's the first. You know what? He might pick against Edina in his pickums. I, I I got a feeling he might. Do wow! That. Wow! That we m- just picked Edinburgh Community Center. There's a swimming pool there, Trey. That's yeah. not a, that's My not mom a played barn. volleyball there. <laughs> Into her fifties. <50s. laughs> like, yeah. okay. Uh, we're just having fun. With yeah. <laughs> all right, oh, all right. Well, Marcus, funny. what you look through the book, you're not on microphone, but uh, throw out a barn that you looked at that just ca- caught your eye here. Uh, Eveleth, Eveleth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Hippodrome. Yeah, that looks very different. And uh haven't played there, but that looks really sick. Like, I, w- I would want to play there every day. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's for kind of where hockey was founded right there. I mean, uh, that's where Coach Eichela played. If you, did you know that? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. we've now educated, we've Yay. educated. Yay. All right, that street you play on called Eichel Away, that's where he played his uh, high school hockey and with John Masich and obviously went on to Michigan two and one. Did he win three? Three, three national championships? Two or, two or, or three. three. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well, cool. All let's, right. um, let's do some pick'ems. You want to stick around and do pick'ems? Yeah. All right. Okay, so before, before we do that, that, he's going to read off some other non-pick'em games that we want to keep an eye on this week. Um, so I, I know got, Andover Maple Grove is one of them. Andover Maple the Grove is one of them. Yep. Um, Centennial Rozo. I, I have what? Uh, maybe I don't know if that's sticking around. This is I'm looking at my spreadsheet from the start of the year. So, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, maybe it's a weekend game. It's a Friday game. Okay, uh, up yeah, there. That's, it's a Friday game up there. Up that's there, a yeah, yeah. that's a good game. Yeah, also, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm gonna go. This is recorded on Saturday, FYI. So I'm yeah. gonna be at Andover Centennial in a little bit. Um, another game. East side plays War Road on Tuesday at War Road. War Road. Um, so that will be interesting, especially yep. after War Road's performance against Thief. And then World, yeah, and World plays Grand Forks Central today, which is interesting. Interesting. So we'll keep an eye on that yep. one, and we'll talk about that before. Yeah, we'll talk about that in games of the um, past before <laughs> this episode. Yeah, SCA goes up to Rapids on Friday and over to Hermantown. Those aren't pickums. But it's just, it's interesting. I was talking with Carl earlier this week that 
nobody in the St. Thomas Hermantown rivalry cares about that rivalry. Yeah, like from the, the, yeah, the those, those, de- those generations, it's gone. It's gone. So it, it, gone, yeah. it has lost its luster there. I bet they wouldn't even know. I mean, yeah. Pat, Pat Andrews would be the only one who really cares. Yeah, because nobody cares. And he wasn't even on the staff then. Yeah, nobody cares on the St. Thomas staff. Nobody. they weren't there. None yeah. of the St. Thomas students were there, even if you were or in seventh grade. Yeah. So, like, it it doesn't doesn't hold any luster. No. And so, and the Vanellis would have never played Hermantown in the regular season. Ever. And so, it's just, it's interesting. Um, right. And then EP plays Wyzetta, which on Saturday could be. That's an interesting game. Yeah. We'll see what their handicap looks like. Exactly. Stillwater and Creighton will play on Thursday um, as well. So yeah. it's something okay yeah. for Creighton to be tested, um, and that's kind of that's kind of it. All right, that's what I got. All right, let's do some pickums. I think I think Fetch is gonna come through. He's gonna pick. I got against. Carl's picks by the way. He's he gonna he's gonna pick against Edina. I feel it. I feel it. I feel the juice here. Okay. All right, let's here go. we go. Andover visits Grand Rapids. Speaking of good barns, Marcus, go check out IRA Civic Center, my young man. That is a that's a winner right there. Uh, who, uh, I will go with Grand Rapids in this one. Uh, Carl um, does not like that. He's no, going he's with going Andover. Andover for sure. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna go. You're going ra- Rapids. I'm gonna go Rapids. I think this is a prove it game for Rapids, and I think this is where um, Andover's. You know, they got caught last week against Rogers cheating. And yep. I think they'll. They might get caught again. Okay. All right. Who do you like in this one? Andover uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, I'll take Grand Rapids just right. because I know Ooh. they have a lot of seniors on that team, and yeah. and Andover seems a little younger, but they're uh, they're both great teams. So yep, I just think Grand it's Rapids. It's a hard pick them. Yeah, it's, hard. it's a, it's a it, this is a tough game for sure. But I take Grand Rapids. What is Rapids. that game? That game's on Tuesday. Up there, this is Ooh. a possible <laughs> section final too. Right? It is. Listen it to is. this guy. It's yeah. like a, a little. Commentary whiz here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. I so like it. Impressive. It, it's interesting. That one, and I don't know when the last time they played in the regular season. They haven't played recently in regular yeah. season, so that's it's very, it's mm, I juicy. Might be at that game. Yeah. I, I'll be at IRA on Friday. Because I'm not going to be at the section final uh, because I think I'm going to be, I'm going to the AAA section final no matter what. It, it, well, that, as long that, as it's that section final, I'm going to that. That section final's on Thursday. And then. So I could do both? You could do both. <laughs> go from yes. Thief River Falls to go live Bemidji with Carl for a day. Over yeah. to yeah. Duluth. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. I might just be your northern correspondent. <laughs> Tony, Tony Scott. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Speaking of northern correspondent, Alex and Fergus Falls. Is this the one we're going to? This is the one I'm going to. You're up in the air. To confirm. When is that? What day is that? That's on Thursday. Thursday. God. I might be yeah, so I'll be up here. in um, Fergus on Thursday and then IRA on Friday, so I'm going to the IRA game. You're on vlogging Friday. some miles too, so yeah. Uh, you Carl gets to go first on the Alex Fergus Falls. Game. He's going Alexandria here. I like that one too. I this do. I do too. I think, I, I think gooch. it's, I think it's a gooch on Alex Fergus Falls. Alex is you rolling. You realize though, if we all take Alex and then go to Fergus Falls, we're gonna get a bag of sand dropped in our head or that, something. That's true, and I'm probably going to get asked, where's Tony? <laughs> if, if I don't, even if I am there, yeah, even if that. Oh, where's Tony? Yeah. All right, so uh, he took Alex. You're taking Alex. Alex. Who do you want, Alex or Fergus Falls? I'm going to take Fergus Falls. Here. <laughs> okay, uh, there we go. Honest, <laughs> there I, we go. Just because Mar- yeah, Marcus played a tournament in their rank, and apparently it's a good rank. I don't 
Yeah. I'm not familiar with either one of these teams, but I I, I like Fergus Falls here. All right. It'll and be then, my first time. Their mascot's the Otters. You know, you just got to <laughs> like better. It. Yeah. Even, even better. better than the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Cardinals yeah. is just generic. Yeah. Totally generic. All right. Uh, third game, uh, another one that you're not, not going to have a lot of local knowledge on. Detroit Lakes, speaking of bag of sand, and Little Falls. These guys are like heavy chirp on us right now. Yeah. So heavy, they're heavy chirp. So we first said that Little Falls was Little sta- Falls. standing on this sand. This is the bag of sand open right yeah. here. And then, then we... a very firm foundation, right? Yeah. And then we said that DL was a bag of sand, and now their players are chirping us on Twitter <laughs> about it, and so I'm sending so them... So he went to Little Falls, and they gave him a bag of sand. <laughs> and here so, it is, right yeah. here, right? And so, and so then, like, I'm sending them gifts backs of sand, okay? Yeah. This is the sand open right here. I'll give... The sand open this God, year is going to go to DL. In my opinion, DL... DL Little Falls is on a slide after the five to one loss to Alex. I'm gonna go uh, with DL. Uh, DL's gonna love this. I studied DL hard this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go to here. Yeah. Who do you like? DL. We gotta go stand order here. So DL or or Little Falls. I'm gonna take DL just for the sake because a few of the guys on my elite league team that they, they had a little rivalry rivalry with uh, Little Falls because they play for Northern Lakes or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna take DL. DL in this one. Okay, All fair. Right. I actually studied DL today. Like okay. I went in and looked at their games, the results. I'm like, because yeah. I'm getting heavy heat here. Like <laughs> even, even in Instagram DMs, I'm getting heat. Like Ooh. there's heat coming from DL right now. So wow. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So we, you know, maybe I have been a little hard on them. You know, no, they don't have a quality win yet. Oh. I'm looking for a quality win. So if they get this win, they will actually have earned their. They're like fifth in the state. In class yeah. A, right? So it's, our five seed in class A has been constantly. Just, just like a revolving door. So I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna go Little Falls. They're a high flying, high scoring team. I'm picking against DL. They can't get a big win yet. So who did Carl take? Carl actually f- followed suit with you. He did Little Falls as well. He doesn't believe in them either. No. Oh my god, if they win, oh they have a Fergus Falls is a quality win. Okay. Yeah, that's their one. That's okay. their one. That's their one. Thief River Falls is a... Now it's looking better. It's looking better. But, you know, the Lake of the Woods, 10 nothing. Breckenridge Wampanoag, 10 nothing. Wadena Deer Creek, 10 nothing. Does nothing for me. You, the 30, 30 rip in three games? This is, that does nothing. What is this, Edina in its does prime and nothing. you don't want to talk nothing. about it? Okay. It does nothing for me. All right, last game. This is the lamest game I think we've ever had in Pickums. I'm going on record right now. Yeah, but it's hard. It's going to be a hard pick. Hard game, and it's an important section game, but my God, would you go to this game, Danny? Um, I'm going to be up in Fergus you Falls. Wouldn't go, so so I, you wouldn't I, go to this game. I, I would. I would. I'm not opposed. I go to a lot of games. I'm not opposed. I, I, I've been to a couple girls' basketball games because my daughter's friend is the captain of the Jefferson team. I think this would be a girls' basketball night wow. if I, over this. This oh. game is Rude. Okay, so we got Rosemount versus yeah. Eastview, yeah. and this is what Tony's throwing this shade on right now. Shade City here. It is dark. Uh, it is a is solar bad. eclipse this right now. Okay, Rosemount beat Eastview. I like two, Rose, two, yeah, one. two, 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 two rip. I think Roseville goes Rosemount. Roseville. See, I have no respect for them. I don't even call them by the right <laughs> wow. name. Wow. I'm going Rosemount here. I'm going Rosemount. All right. Uh, what did Carl pick? Um, you're out of order, by the way. Oh, it's just, oh, shoot. I gave him so much shade. This is Trey's first pick. Trey, you pick. You go first. Rosemount or Eastview? I don't really know too much about See? these teams. See? But... See? Okay. He I'll knew a lot pick. about high Let school hockey. Let him pick. Let him pick. But, All right. 
I'll take Rosemount just because my girlfriend lived in Rosemount for a while. Nice. Okay, there. Get, okay. She get a shout out. What's her first name? Uh, Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Okay. I like okay. it. I like it. All right. So Rosemount, I agree with you. You know a lot about more about high school hockey than you let on, Trey. I'm going Rosemount too. Carl's going Rosemount. Oh my God! Here comes the Goocher. Here comes the Goocher. What do you got? Uh, I'm going Eastview because I need picks. <laughs> you need points, and, and I need points. One, and also. Remember when I threw shade on Rosemount the last time when yeah, we were driving yes. up and then they beat Lakeville yeah. South, right, or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. I, they can't do that again. Okay. Eastview. All right. Now we come to. And I've seen Eastview, Tony. I have two. <laughs> I have two. Um, Tonka Edina. Where yeah. is this game? Oh, Senior Night. Senior Night. So Senior yeah. Night. It's at Braemar. Um, would it be Saturday or is it a weeknight? Uh, I think it's Saturday. 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 All right. So senior night, tears, you know, be streaming down parents' Flowers. face. Balloons. Uh, balloons, the whole deal. Maybe some cake after, too. Probably. Probably. A little cake, you know, a yeah. sheet cake there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, too. Yeah. Uh, well, I never pick the guest team. Tonka is rolling right now. Like, they're rolling. Didn't they just beat somebody? They beat Wyzetta. Yeah. They, they beat Wyzetta. So don't overlook these guys. And, you know, I'm just saying, who did Carl take? He he just responded cake. Okay, all right. I'll take that as a Dinah. Uh, how about you? <sighs> I I've been to this game many years. I I probably won't go to it this year. This is one of those games I never go to. I never go to Edina Wyzetta, Edina Minnetonka late in the year because I've already seen them play. I go to Edina Wyzetta actually a lot late in the year. I've been to that game many times. Yeah, uh, I'm going Edina here. I've seen Edina play recently, and you know they've turned the leaf. Okay, and they're stinging. The only leafy Dinah's turn was crim- the the crimson ma- maple grilled crimson leaf. That's uh, the only okay. Th- their team, I'm telling you right now. I mean, it's been so enig- enigmatic. Team. Oh, okay. Well, so did- which enigma is it going to be, Trey? You're going to take a Dinah or I'm going to talk. You can you could do it. Uh, you've bucked I, I trends in the I'm past. Not, you've sure. bucked trends I'm in the sure. past. Buck the trend here. No, nah, I'm, ta- I'm taking. No, nah, I'm taking a Dinah. I got to take. Team, I, we already beat them once. I think we could beat them again. I, I like it. There Did you hear go. that, Minnetonka? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? He doesn't believe in your night too. We Senior can't. Night. We can't lose that one. No, I, I don't think you will either. But uh, I gotta uh, stick with the shtick. Uh, it's been great. Uh, uh, prematurely, thank you to Calvin Simon for joining <laughs> us on the show, even though I haven't talked to him yet. And thanks yep. to Carl and Danny, and especially you, Trey and Marcus, for coming into the office uh, and taking part in a fun time with uh, YHH. And uh, thanks black. to our, our Red Black League and a TCR rankings.